You're listening to the Horror and Hops podcast, a podcast about horror movies and great beer. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Horror and Hops podcast, episode 34. Ooh. Here mm. in the studios, the as always, the sound of Kevin. <laughs> I am Kevin Lambert, and that was the sound of Kevin cracking a beer. That's a pretty normal thing for me these days. Mm. Sitting here as always with my good friends Caleb Monroe, Ryan Bork, and Kevin Johnson. Hello, howdy. boys. Howdy, howdy. Mm. Greetings. We've all had some summer vacations, kind of. Yeah. How's everybody's summer? We are in July now. It's July what ninth? I'm ready for Christmas. Tenth. Ready for Christmas, huh? Well, yeah, who isn't? Nothing like that beautiful 75-degree weather. Yeah, The Witcher comes out December 17th. I did see that, yeah. That's exciting. Okay. That's exciting. Well, you know, that's a great segue into today's episode because (laughs) (laughs) although it's not 75-degree weather in this movie, it's real cold in the movie we're watching today. We were watching from 1982, John Carpenter's best movie, The Thing. Oh, his best movie, I won't say his best, my favorite John Carpenter movie. Sorry, I'll I'll rephrase that. Well, okay, sorry. I'm already derailing us, but what, what else is new? What are some of his, like, Biggest movies because I don't know if I know all of his biggest movies. Halloween, okay, I, I um, Sorry. this one, the thing, and it really didn't have like big names. Like they didn't. Oh, okay, none of them. I mean, this didn't really do that well either. Surprisingly, hmm. when it came out, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Prince Sorry. of Darkness. Prince of Darkness um, was like after this one. In the mouth well, of madness. Um, Big Trouble in Little China is probably his yeah. most popular oh, one. Oh, okay. I thought you did that um, one. I love that movie. And then Escape from New York and L.A., which Ryan was talking about earlier. Right. Yeah, um, I've never seen those. Those you were big, it, buddy. big I'm movies. I'm going to watch them, though. Uh, Ghost of Mars. I'm familiar. It's heard awful. Of that one. Heard of that one. I've never <laughs> seen that. I've heard of that one, though. What was the one Alex talks about all the time? Oh, Rebirth or something? Oh, he did do that one, didn't yeah. he? Oh. It was that's part of the Master of Horrors anthology thing. Ryan happened to watch. I mean, uh, our friend Alex happened to watch one. He doesn't watch movies no. like, at all. He doesn't, um, really. What about the um, the Bon Jovi movie? What? Vampires. Oh. It, <laughs> isn't Bon Jovi in there? Is he? I, I, don't, I don't know. Remember. I just expected, I thought it was like a Bon Jovi band documentary. <laughs> like, didn't John Carpenter direct that concert film? <laughs> bon Jovi? We got to look that up. Awesome. I might be mistaken, but Bon Jovi's in some vampire vampires. Vampires? I have not actually I haven't seen vampires. I always see... Uh, uh, like I've seen it all my life, like at the video store, and then mm-hmm. it's been coming on TV a lot, and I've never watched it. John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah, the uh, Scream Factory who put out this blue we're watching. I have a lot of them in my collection. I I can never bring myself to buy that one because they're not cheap either. Um, yeah. And so I got to the point where instead of trying to complete the collection, I just get the ones I like. But it does bother me seeing in my John Carpenter collection that Vampires is not in there. Okay, Ghost I- of Mars is. I've got him in a, a movie called Vampires Los Muertos. That's Bon Jovi? Yeah. yeah bon Jovi wasn't in John Carpenter's yeah. Vampires. Okay. This, I'm about to say this movie looks terrible. Vampires Los Muertos? His name is Derek Bliss, too. That's just a terrible name. Derek Bliss, too. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Bliss, the second. <laughs> Sorry. It's the second. The second. <laughs> yes. Kidding. I got a four point five, tw- ooh, a 20% Rotten Tomatoes. It's not good. Sorry, Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, of course, y'all know, wrote the song Blaze of Glory. Uh <laughs> for Young Guns too. Mm-hmm. But did you know he had a small you part that in that? Movie. I did not. Yeah, uh, the the long hair, one of the long hair guys that comes out of the uh the the pit prison um when the uh lynch mob uh was coming to get him. Uh 
I don't know the last time I've seen either of those yeah. movies, so you keep Bon Jovi, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, <laughs> all uh, all he three of us are like, sure. He, cre- like, he creeps out of the, the pit, I've seen it, but the I pit prison, uh, and he, he he gets a gun, and then somebody shoots him, and then he does a backflip back into the pit prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. Bon Jovi. That's Bon Jovi. Yeah, That's the first movie I've ever That's seen awesome. him in. Wow. I haven't seen him in any movies, I don't think. I think that's the only movie Apparently I've ever seen him in because I haven't seen, seen Vampiros Young Guns too, I don't remember Those anything about Vampiros? it. Vampiros? Vampiros. No, just Vampiros. Hermanos. Los Muertos. Vampires. Los Muertos. <laughs> Los Hermanos. Not the Spanish version of Vampiros. <laughs> Have you ever seen John Carver's Vampiros? No, but I've seen Vampiros Los Muertos. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I can't Vampiros Los Muertos. Los Muertos. Los Muertos. Los Muertos. We're butchering. Butchering. We're butchering the Spanish language right now. Sorry to offend any. Spanish listeners, um, probably not listening because we talk in English. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, it's so funny. I'm just going to keep staring at Ryan because I can't see your, your eyes because of the mic stand. I can't see yours. Unless <laughs> I, just, I open one I eye. I just see Ryan's mouth. He <laughs> 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 uh, hasn't even drank anything no. yet. It hasn't something. even been. Wait, no. The movie drinking? was in June. I was like, it hasn't even been that long since we recorded, but we recorded the beginning of June. June 4th. June 4th, so fifth, something like over that. a month. Something early. This is we gave you a month to watch the last movie. Yeah. Which was, again, The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Which, mm-hmm. if you're listening to it now, you can't watch it anymore. No, you can't. Sorry, guys. You can, technically. You, well, you can watch the it on theaters. HBO. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can go to the theaters. Who yeah. does that? I did, just I recently. Some of y'all did. <laughs> I haven't gone yet. But I did. You should. I will. Well, right, Sorry, back to the thing, um, though. Welcome to the Horror and Hops podcast. <laughs> this is what we talk about. Everything. If you haven't listened to the show before and this is your first time, thanks for listening to us. Uh, the point of our show, real quick, is Caleb over here, not a big fan of horror movies not until recently, all. and so we like to show him some of the what? classics, or is there some of the scary ones? Yeah, and I, I think we might have to, I almost said rebrand, that's not right at all, but to, to just kind of re-categorize my... I don't want to say this. Well, that's what I said. I I just, I, I I you're terrified of horror movies, but you're yeah. starting to like them. Yeah, so, it's the th- so I, just, it I just don't like being scared. He doesn't like, like being scared. I, yeah, I don't like the scary part, but but I, I have liked a lot more of the movies we've watched recently yeah. just because they've been good movies, yeah. like well-made movies, what I mean by that. But yeah, I still hate the being scared yeah. part. I will the never, part, The point of the show like that we like that. to do is, you know, Caleb, before all this, said he hates horror movies because he hates being scared. Now, as you can hear, 34 episodes later, he's saying... Yeah. I don't like to be scared, exactly. but I don't mind a good scary movie. Yeah, so it changed I think that's, a little. But like all of us, we would look forward to oh, oh man, our wives are going to bed or they're not here, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to pop on a horror movie. Yep, uh, and I'm going to enjoy this horror Just movie by fun. myself for I, fun we'll still read a comic book. And a lot of time it sucks because not, you, when that movie, no. that horror movie's not good, and you're like, damn, I just wasted like my good. Yeah, and I, my wife's never going to fall asleep at eight o'clock again. Nope. <laughs> yeah, or it'll be a while. I've a uh, man. Y'all ever like find yourself just like scrolling through all the streaming stuff and you just can't find? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I recently I've been doing that. So recently I was like, I'm just going to watch all the Elm Street sequels and nice. the remake. I got through most of them. All the ones that are free streaming right now. Oh, there you go. Uh, They're all on HBO, aren't they? I think not. I think not. <laughs> not Dream Warriors, which oh, is okay. was favorite. like my favorite one. Yep. Uh, part three because of the boobs or Freddy's Dead. And I don't know if I've even seen Freddy's Dead. If Freddy's I had, on, it was um, a long time HBO, ago. I saw it there the other, the other day. They must just put it on there. Yeah, maybe it was because I, I just watched. It. This was recently four and five. It's under comedy. And then I, I, know, the I, was, I was like browsing their comedy really? on HBO, and okay. it, was, it, it, it right. was on there. And I was like, oh, but it's not under Nightmares Elm Street. I, I think they're calling it Freddy's Dead. 
Wow. Yeah. That's why it was hard to find. Okay. It's not under Nightmare on Elm Street 6 yeah, or whatever. Four. Or 5. 6 is good. 6 is New Nightmare, isn't it? Or is that 7? <laughs> I like New Nightmare a lot. So many of them. Yeah. 6 is Freddy's Dead. Yeah, Freddy's I think dead? Okay. 7 is Seven's New Nightmare. Nightmare. I haven't seen it in a long time. I like that one. Yeah. I've only seen one, everyone. Well, it, well, we'll get through uh, them all one yeah. day with Caleb. No, we won't. Maybe so. We've got a long podcast to go. That's a lot of um, Actually, we, talk, we talked about that we were just going to be scaring him from now on, so maybe we won't be showing him all the sequels. Yeah, because yeah, I watched four and five <laughs> of Freddy and like, oof. Yeah, he's, it, those one-liners are... I love them still, but they won't scare Caleb. No, and uh, the effects are bad. They're just... They're bad. Yeah, they're all on HBO, except for but, Dream Warriors. Yeah, But if you like campy stuff like we do, like... They're yeah, fun to watch. It. Yeah, they're fun campy to watch. Stuff. I like campy stuff. Well, speaking of fun, the next yeah. thing that we've the part two of our show, Ooh, one of my favorite part, parts. Yep, I think mine too. Is the beer the hops yes. part of the show? So I picked the beer today. It's been That's a long right, time since so I picked something. Um, it wasn't Dale's. Next time you're, don't say that. We're sponsored by Dale's. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you're in the store looking for something and you just don't want to drink, look for the red, white, and blue Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> Nine ninety nine. And if they're out of Dales, and if they're out of Dales, you buy this one here. <laughs> so, which they were out of Dales, so I bought some of this. Um, so we like to kind of try to match the beer in the movie. And this was it was hard for me to do because um, I didn't have like any kind of cold theme or alien themed um, beer on their artwork or anything like that. Is this so, movie's about aliens. Hey, wow. all beers best about cold. Things. Wow, all beers best cold. You're right. Um, this one point. is from a good point, Elysian. Yes. Uh, brewery um, opened their doors in 1996 when bold heart and music defined Seattle. I remember they that. They carry that same spirit in the way they brew our beer. <laughs> so this is like Pearl Jam in a can. Oh, yeah. That's a good description. Mm-hmm. I taste it. I think I opened it and I heard, here. That's going to happen the rest of the night, too, every time we open one of these. <laughs> 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 It says, pull up a bar stool, have a drink. So this is a full contact Imperial Hazy IPA. Now I picked it because the can itself looks like, now I'm looking at it, it looks like it's just a bunch of clouds. But But I thought it was snow at first. It looks a bit like it could be snow or ice. I thought it was a bunch of snow and it's got this uh, Egyptian pharaoh in a a robe. Why are you going Um, Egyptian? I'm just curious. What gave you the Egyptian vibe on this? He's blue. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. He's got the little head, the little headpiece. I can't. I don't. And, and I it's don't, got the, the um, the square thing. He actually, you know, now we're talking about this. He I looks mean, like one of the guys from Stargate. I think he maybe, does I think look like that a little bit. I think you're that's, right. I think that's Which why is Egyptian. You're right. I think that's why. I, thought I, mean, I can it was Egyptian. see that. Now, and he's now, holding a brain. Now that you point out the the little weird squarish type top. Yeah, dome, that's usually the, get, the thing on the top of their heads. I get you now. Um. But it's called Full Contact, which is the name. That's where I was like, okay, that has to kind of do with the movie. Just really stretching. I'm about to say. The fix, can you explain in there. why after um, the movie? Yes. Okay. I'll try to. Oh, okay. Um, the beer is cloaked in a semi-translucent haze. An imposing presence beckons you to come closer. Mm. As you do, <laughs> your nose opens to a tangent of wistful <laughs> memories. Peach oh, season in the orchard. A tangerine tree on a hill. Fresh honeydew cold from the fridge. Like and a vanilla do. cream soda in your hand. Wait, what? What kind of bittersweet initiation is this? I don't even fucking know what we're just talking about here. That was a weird question just to end it. Weird. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Elysian from Seattle, eight point eight percent. So it followed our. It passes our rate of. It does. Um, five or above, six or above six is our above. rule. It so eight point eight. I'm gonna have a sip. It's really good. I it is it good, and it's a lot different from a lot of the other hazes. Yeah, it's not hazy. It doesn't <sighs> taste hazy. Like, you know, sometimes when you get hazy beers, you can taste mm, the sediment. That's quite tasty. Yeah. 
No, it's really good. It's 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 much thinner it's than I thought thinner it was going to be. And uh-huh. refri- but quite s- like surprisingly thinner for the percent yeah, that yeah. it is. Because no, uh, this is dangerous. It don't taste heavy. This is dangerous. Like I'm, it's quenching my thirst. <laughs> I'm gonna be drinking more of these. Yeah, I've only got two left. God damn it, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan! You'll be drinking something else. I know. Whatever yeah. you got. No, hey, we got we got plenty of beer. What so. makes it imperial? I don't know. I don't That's know. a good question. Okay. I thought it was a you know part of the empire. Do not know. Is that? Yeah. Is it? Is it <laughs> made the by the imperial empire? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think it's brewed <laughs> by the imperials. <laughs> <laughs> it's only imperial. This planet. is so good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It is really good. Where's John when you need him? John would be like, or Alex, both of them would be like, it's imperial because it's oh, brewed yeah. in this certain. Atmosphere. We'll look it up. We'll look it up during the movie or before, and we'll, we'll find out. Now. We'll find out a way. Unless I'm Kevin's still kind of looking. Sorry, I thought um, your, your mouth was kind of open. I was like, he's ready no, to I'm, say I'm, it. No, I'm, I'm just looking. Um, Psych audience. That is a really gotcha. good beer. So Elysian Brewery in Seattle. Um, our local store, Hocus Pocus, has three different kinds of theirs, and they're all IPAs. I saw. Um, Oh, for any, for long for long listeners, yeah, I couldn't I find my deals. I'm sorry. That's okay. That was me. That's okay. I'll give you one. I got a few other I got like two other spots in town that carries Dales. And I didn't go to the other two, so uh, I just need to start having it delivered to my house somehow. Elysian <laughs> <laughs> um, full contact. I have to remember. Full this contact. One. It's delicious. Yeah. They had it was a contact trilogy. Oh. It was like full contact, altered contact, and something else. And I, like I got that. the full contact because of the movie. Um But we'll see. I love now I kinda wanna wish we were watching Stargate. That'd be funny. I'd love Stargate. Uh, the show too. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a long, that's a big throwback. That's a deep high, cut. High school days. Yeah, if you know what right. that is, you're um, missing out, kids. All right, the difference is SGU, not SG one. Right. SGU going you're real right. deep. The difference mm-hmm. between an IPA Sunday nights and an Imperial IPA are an Imperial IPA is, is a stronger version of the American IPA, which boasts even more hoppy flavors, aroma, and bitterness, and is usually higher in alcohol by volume. Oh, okay. So it's just like a. It really doesn't mean much, actually. Let's no, be honest. It doesn't, doesn't mean really much. doesn't mean much. Yeah. It's kind of subjective. I'm going to throw it out there. That's a terrible definition. Whoever came up with this, it's a bit subjective, guys. Yeah. Well, it's just something they put on there. I guess. Yeah, I've just seen it a is. bunch of breweries. Uh, I have you know, put on the imperial style. Yeah. Imperial. In my head, I was like, well, that's what makes it not so hazy. It's I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. It, it is like, now. I expected it to be like bitter and hazy, but it's not it's smooth. Not at all. It's very smooth. It doesn't fit the definition. I'm hammered of the already. <laughs> <laughs> so wasted. So wasted already on 8.8%. Uh, if you're wondering why, for long time listeners, thank you. Yeah. Um, you're probably like, all these guys drink are IPAs, but remember, we do have a rule of 6% or higher, and that's yeah. really just that falls into the IPA yeah, category. We drank a stout not long uh, ago. We it's hard to find stout. any lager or anything that's going yeah. Yeah. Tap that number. They're always in the fours, fives. Well, yeah. Unless you play our drinking game that we took part in. There are like um, some. Oh, we used Dales. We did. Damn. We could which, go. Uh, that was a well, we could go with like a uh, a darker a darker ale. I'll let you pick that one out. I don't. Know I, one, I haven't had a good. I wouldn't one know what time. to get. I, say, I haven't had a good one in a long time either. <laughs> I've tried some. I know who to hit up for one. There you go. Well, um, I guess it's time to get into the movie. Yeah. Part of it, the beer is good. We've been. Um, it's like we haven't seen each other in years. We're just rambling and rambling. Um, having a good time already. So, the I'm a thing, rambling man. Um, this is, we're on 34. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. This is, to uh, clarify what I said earlier, John, not, I guess not John Carpenter's best movie. That's my line. Oh, to clarify, sorry. <laughs> um, can you set me up for it? Um, just to clarify. So, what I said earlier was that <laughs> John Carpenter's best movie is The Thing. <laughs> But what I meant was, oh wait, say it again. 
And just to clarify, <laughs> it's my favorite John Carpenter movie. There we um, go. <laughs> Halloween. I love Halloween. Let me just say this. I love In the Mouth of Madness. <laughs> in the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, that's a great movie. Which one is? Wait, which? which sorry, I derailed. And also, again. let me clarify. It's the one with that. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Sam Neill in it. Where he has the crosses. He's like an it. author or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. A screenwriter, whatever yeah. it is. Okay, he's I've a, he's seen a writer. that. That one's it's it's a weird. weird. One. It's, it's hard weird to one. follow because all of a sudden at the end there's hell's broken yeah. out. He, it's that one's a yeah. weird. Movie. I like okay. that one though. Uh, okay. They live, and then like we said earlier, all those other ones that we mentioned before. But the thing is probably my favorite. Um, I had a long list of things I was going to talk about, and I decided that's not what we we don't need to spend three hours of me nerding out. Why We're not? Supposed to just. I want to get Caleb's view on it, and then I'll throw, I'll pepper in my things here and there. Pepper in, um, but uh, pepper, pepper in. <laughs> my aunt had a dog named Pepper in. I don't know why it was not Pepper. Pepper is Pepper in. That's that was, a weird name. That's what I thought of right when I said that word. Pepper uh, That old poor dog who was blind. Aww. So, anyways, back to the thing. <laughs> Uh, I saw this movie when I was like, yeah, are we like an hour and a half into this right now? Man? <laughs> it like, seems like we're it. going. Sorry, audience. 17 minutes. Well, 17 minutes. Not terrible, that's not really. bad. We're all, we can stop at 30. Um, <laughs> that way it'll be a four-hour episode. That's <laughs> so we're done. Uh, like, yeah, I know I know way too much about this movie. Good. Because when I was, I think I was nine or ten, I saw it on TV. It came on after the X-Files. And um, I had heard, you know, I'd seen Halloween and a couple other John Carpenter movies and the way it popped up, it just, I didn't even know it was coming on. It was just, X-Files ended, and then, boom, <sighs> this one was starting, and uh, it was the one time, so I wasn't allowed to have a TV. We, we weren't allowed TVs in our bedrooms when we were kids. Um, and for some reason, I was able to watch it in my room. I think we had hooked up the TV for, like, the weekend before, and this was Sunday night, and I was like, I'm going to watch it in my bedroom. And it came on, and instead of getting in bed, I just kept watching it. And... It scared me so much because, and you'll see, it's a very, everything's practical effects, which I love. Right. Um, Appreciate that. We'll talk about that guy as we get through it, but um, it all looks very real. So as a kid, I thought everything that was happening, I was like, how did they do that? That's insane. And so really scared me. I liked Kurt Russell. Um, he doesn't? He didn't do a lot of, well, he did a lot of movies before this, but I saw a lot of his movies as a kid before I saw this one. So I was like, oh, Kurt Russell. But I'm talking about, I'm like talking about Captain Ron and ah, those Disney movies. He was in Overboard. Uh, Overboard. Overboard, yeah. And so this one, he's he's a badass in this movie. Um, but it's great. So when we're talking about movies to scare Caleb, this one I picked because not so much, it has its creepy vibes, but I think, I don't want to give you a cushion because we've been watching some scary ones, gotcha. but uh this one you'll just I think you'll appreciate. Okay. Especially as a sci fi fan. I this one has a lot of sci fi elements to it, but it still has a very scary feel to it. And there's a lot of fun stuff into it. I'll I'll try not to nerd out too much through you, it. You pepper it in. Um pepper in. Poor pepper dog. In. Um what a little pepper in. But it's gonna be a fun time. So let's watch it. it. No, I, oh, I, I had to add one more thing. I forgot. Oh, bad. Don't see me just stare off for you a second did. there. I lost. I thought, that's why I jumped in. I was like, I was, you I was like wait, there's one more thing I wanted to say. He fell asleep. Um, his beer is strong. <laughs> his beer is strong. Art just fell asleep. <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, I had to drink all day. That's what happens if I start early in the morning. Hey, it's like the country song says, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That's you know a, what I'm saying? That's a deep line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried it in Alabama in Gulf Shores. <laughs> I fell asleep at like 11. Deals, yeah. I was like, well, I can't drink all day because I took a nap. <laughs> I started in the morning. Damn, I'm tired. Uh, 
So our last episode ended with a trivia question. Oh, yeah. So um, I'd like to announce the winner now, if he's listening. Uh, we had uh, a couple, literally a couple <laughs> people answer. Um, this the, the winner just happened to be first. That's all it was. I looked. At, it was actually on the same day, but he had a couple hours earlier. Oh. So our buddy Mike Gidry Bye. out there. Uh, the answer was Hammer Films. The question was, there was another company um, that used basically what Universal Studios did with their monsters Classic and monsters. did their own versions of it. And that was Hammer Films out of London. Some cool movies. I recommend everybody checking them out if you want something different besides the old black and white classics. Uh, but yeah, Mike, um, the agreement was, the prize was a six-pack of Dales. So Mike Gidry will be reaching out to you through Facebook or you know, we, I, we have your number. You're our friend. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll just call you. We'll call, I'll yeah, call you. We'll just call um, you. But I will hand deliver you a pack of Dales. Hopefully you like it. If not, well, too bad. You're having some Dales <laughs> because they sponsor this show. Thank you, Dales Pale Ale um, and Oscar Blues Brewery. Um, and uh, uh, falsely? No, you can't get in trouble for that. <laughs> Making sure. They're not giving us anything. I'm giving them money. That's true. All we the time. Them, I give them a lot, I give of, them money. A lot of money. <laughs> uh, so... But uh, the, I would like to also shout out because we only had two, which is okay. I'm happy with that. Two is better than none. Yeah, it is. So uh, I think his name was – it's on Instagram, Jake Dozen. Jake Dozen. Um, thank you for also participating. He also said Hammer. So like I said, it was just a matter of a couple of hours who won that. So um, no trivia today. We were just following up on something we said but since we never do it. So it's true. I will follow up on no trivia as well. There will be no trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Man. All right. Does anybody have anything we else we'd like to, to add? Are we almost at 30 minutes? We- <laughs> yes, 31 minutes. Oh, damn it. I passed it up. I shouldn't have paused for so long. <laughs> if I shouldn't have fallen asleep. Well, without further ado, from 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, I'm excited, and we're going to have a great time. All right. Let's sign off. We'll see you in a bit. Bye. The Thing. It's about things. And all kinds all right, of man. things. Who knows what kind of things it are? But they are things. Oh! Oh! What is it doing? Oh! Oh! What the fuck is it doing? Oh! It's just a tongue! Oh! It's a spider. Oh fuck! Is it an alien spider? I don't do spiders, guys. I don't do spiders. Oh! What is it? Oh! What did it do to that dog? Oh! It melted him. Oh! Ah! Oh, that got me. Oh, that got me. Oh, that's really gross. Burn him! Oh, ah, ah. Ah, ah. Did you catch that recording? That was me scared. Well, there you have it. There's another wonderful recording session for the horror and tops. Check us out next time. Stay tuned. Same tops time. Same tops channel. This episode is brought to you by the Red, White, and Blue Beer of America, Dale's Pale Ale. Make sure to crack yourself open a cold Dale's. Watching a horror movie, watching an action movie, watching a movie. <laughs> Dale's Pale Ale, sold locally in stores. And we're back. And we're God, back. God, I love that movie. The Thing. It was a good movie. Uh, I really do love that movie very much. That's one of my, not just top horror, like... It's up there in my favorites of all time. Like awesome. I love that movie. Um, does it hold up to the standards of today's special effects movies? Probably not, but for most it has, of it, 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 I think it, it does. It, it has this huge nostalgia thing for me. Um, probably Back to the Future as for Ryan. Wow. Like, that's yeah. like one of his big ones. 
this one for me is something I saw as a kid that even though it scared me when it was over, I was just like, it was more of a, and actually growing up, I almost, I never, I don't think I sat and watched the entire thing. I would just watch like on Saturday nights, I got to rent it and just watch the scary, the special effects parts mm-hmm. and just try to figure out like, all right. So well, speaking of before we get started on that, uh, we do want to say, um, welcome back to the Horror Knots podcast. And they haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> Hopefully you watch the thing if you haven't seen it so far because we are going to be talking yeah. about this movie Full from spoilers. the perspective of people who have seen the movie. <laughs> that was the educated way to say spoilers ahead. <laughs> Spoiler <Yeah>. alert. Uh, <laughs> for me, it was almost like watching so it for funny, the first Caleb. time. Don't laugh at me being smart. That was the best way I've ever heard that put in my entire life. <laughs> well, Watching it from the perspective of people who This is a podcast. It. I love it. It's about a reaction people, to some, a movie. Spoiler alert can be a trigger for things. People turn off podcasts when they hear spoiler alert. So you know what? I'm I just going to change it up. I like it. Um, I like it. We are going to be speaking about John Carpenter's The Thing from the perspective of people who have seen John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, <laughs> that's beautiful. So before we get deep into it, I just kicked my mic saying, sorry, Ryan, if that's a big bump. Oh, no. Um, uh, I moved across the room so I can see everybody's eyes this time. <laughs> I got to move my neck a little more to see Caleb over it's okay. there. It's so here. I can see your crotchal region really good. Yeah, my shorts are riding high. <laughs> Sorry, I sat in this chair and I just, I'm not going to adjust myself. It's a little warm in here, so uh, a little bit. Keep that air flowing. Uh, we got a, no. We got a real comfortable studio. I love this place. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> No, I do hosting. appreciate it. Thank you, Caleb, for the awesome sound system you've provided. Yeah, um, it really has made a difference. So my wife won't let me um, use it at the house. <laughs> well. I like it here. She's happy. I mean, she was uh, like, that yeah, was get a, that out of here. I was like, The cool. Conjuring 3 was a nice test run for it, and I think we nailed it, or you guys nailed it with the uh, with this movie. All the explosions were loud, and it was awesome. So a good good old-fashioned movie on a Saturday night with the boys. Couldn't beat Can't beat it. Nah, can't beat it. Um, can't. So the thing. I wouldn't even try to beat it. <laughs> couldn't beat it if I wanted to. Um <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Good time to mention uh, Elysian. 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 full contact, that 8.8. Man, Woo. I was like, I drank two of them, and I was it 30 minutes into the movie. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is on the third, feeling it. It, mm-hmm. it, it drinks well. On, on, on beer number three right now. It drinks really well. So this is the point it of the show. Does. If this is your first time listening, you've made it this far, and you're having a good time. We're drunk. Well, uh, leave your five-star review now. <laughs> So you, so we don't get the bad one later, because um, this is the part of the show where we just have a good time. Um, but let's let's get a little what I call it earlier, roundhouse from that pa- starring Patrick Swayze. <laughs> roundhouse. <laughs> roundhouse, I called Roadhouse Roundhouse earlier, um, and I bought it for a second. But before Caleb, we get Caleb's impression of the thing. Uh, I want to hear from Ryan and Kevin, y'all's first time watching the movie. I, I've gone on and on about the first time I watched this movie. Obviously, Ryan. Here's my roadhouse take on it. Uh, roundhouse. Roundhouse, yeah. right. You can't use the right name. Okay, so, um, yeah, the uh, I was really late on watching this, and so the the prequel came out, also titled The Thing. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's confusing. Um, it's just called The Thing. 2011. Came out yeah. 2011. Was it 2011? Yeah, I had yeah. no idea. It was it's that's called if you look it up now, movie. it's just called the thing 2011. I'm gonna look it up. And I went to the theater to I see it. Uh, with some it's got friends. John McClane's daughter in it. John McClane. Mm-hmm. From which, uh, which Die Hard was that? Die Hard. She's in it. Four? She's in one of the Die Hards. Five or yeah, it's four. Someone with uh, Justin Long in it. I'm not yeah, sure. That's four. And you know what? I don't remember much about either. I had I haven't 
when I saw the prequel at the movie theater, I hadn't seen the original yet. So um, immediately after, you know, I, I enjoyed the prequel, you know, first time seeing it. Um, and then I immediately, I probably like the next day or two, some, or I watched the original. And I just remember the way the ending of the prequel left off, like set up the original really well. Right. That's all I really remember from it. So, I mean, what, it's been 10 years since I've seen either one of them. So we watched the original tonight, and I'm ha- I was having to, like, backtrack on uh, some of the IMDb uh, synopsis of both of them just to kind of get the idea. And I was like, oh, okay, it's coming back to me, you know. Uh, but anyway, saying saying all that, I even said it while we were watching it. Um, I know it's a remastered Blu-ray, but there's this was made in 82 and uh a lot of movies back in the 80s you know that you still watch um and i compare a lot of things to back to the future because i still think when you watch back to the future today like it still holds up it does absolutely picture quality like it's just looks like something that was made recently um and this one i guess if you're comparing CGI to practical effects, maybe not, but like camera work, like uh, camera images, yeah, like looks legit. They look great. Look great. Um, Blu-ray, Blu-ray does touch up a lot, but it's but still. But I'll say this: like for '82, like the practical effects were badass. Yeah, like fucking awesome. crazy mm-hmm. as shit. Yeah. Um, so, um. Uh, as far as just an entertaining sci-fi horror movie, like uh, we got our uh, will spent for us tonight. Like it was good. I think it was. We, our will spent. Yes. That's the way you put that. Jonathan? Uh I love this movie. I didn't watch it when I was a kid. It's probably right out of high school, maybe early college. So 20 years ago. <laughs> wow. God. <laughs> horrible to say. But yeah, 20 years ago. But I watch it every couple of years. Like, if it's not, it, it's usually on my 31 days of Halloween ah. every couple of years for oh, sure. Because yeah, it's right. one of my favorites. Because you guys do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Ooh. not seen the prequel. I did not watch the thing 2011. Yeah, and I remember asking you, I don't know if I want to watch the thing 2011. Well, I'm yeah. watching the trailer right now. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it looks like a shot for shot remake. Yeah, I always thought it was a remake. I think that's how they they marketed it as. I remember when it came out, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go see that. But it was at the time, like 2011, you know, it was like, I guess, at the the height of the remakes that started with, like, Texas Chainsaw and Mm -hmm. Amityville Horror. Like, then everything was getting remade after that. Um, But I think the way, if I, and you can tell me this, Brian, because you saw it in theaters, I think it was marketed as a remake, but then as you watched it, the trick was, which I think is kind of cool. Now we all know it's a prequel, but I, I remember something being like, after the first weekend came out, then all of a sudden it's just like, no, it's actually a prequel. It's not a remake. Because everybody thought it was a remake just because it's called The Thing, but then yeah. they start to watch it, and it's like, no, no, this is... And it's all... Apparently they... I, said, I haven't seen it. I actually rented it this week. I was going to watch it before we recorded and I never got a chance to, but um, just because I wanted to kind of talk about it and see the what it was about but i remember um when it came out the reviews were that it was like you didn't know until the last like 10 minutes that it was a prequel 
Is that is that right? Kind of something like that. I mean, I don't I, care about spoilers for this. Yeah, I, I, I don't really remember. I, I remember going to see it in the movie theater. Um, I guess you hadn't seen the first one before, though. So, I, so you wouldn't have known. Uh, if wouldn't it was have a known. Prequel. No, I I think the word was out that it was a prequel. Was it okay? Yeah, I remember when I saw. I remember watching the trailer like way back in the day like on the internet and I was like oh I'm gonna have to go see this but then I was just kind of like I'm not ready I don't want to see another remake uh, this, and maybe that was that was before I knew about like Wikipedia and all this stuff that you just look things up this is what I kind of remember and you know what I might be mistaken because it's been 10 years since I've seen the prequel the time I saw it in the movie theater was the only time I've seen it and then I watched the original and the only thing I, I can remember was uh we're talking about the dog in the beginning mm-hmm. or the wolf. Uh, I guess they were dogs. Yeah. White dogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was something about the dog and the dog in, well, let's go ahead and set it up. The dog in the, uh, in the first 10, the first act of this movie is the first part of the, the shape shifting alien thing. creature alien. And then it all came back to me. Huh? Oh, you're talking about yeah. So okay. yeah, I think the prequel ends with the dog like running the off. Dog. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, I just I literally was watching the trailer where y'all were talking, and it's it it's almost like shot for shot, like it's scenes just a, from what you just said. The Norwegian. Camp. Yeah. It's so, but you like again, again, just because I literally just watched the movie, obviously, right? So and then I was watching the trailer. So like, I could honestly see if you're just watching the trailer, you'd be like, oh, this is a remake. But there's a few shots where like they show them seeing the alien. That they dug up, and then you see them. Uh, tra- so, like, there's clues in there that you should be able. To, again, if you've seen the original, the original recently, yeah. you should be able to be like, "Oh, wait a minute, that's what this is." But, that's but it very much like just as someone who just watched the movie and just watched the trailer, I could easily see someone being like, "Oh, this is a remake." But there's some clues because you can see them like they fall into the alien ship, and there's they. Apparently, I'm guessing they blow it up at some point because you can see in the movie. Um, yeah. But that's that's a good. That's actually a pretty genius idea of making it look like a remake and hiding little hints that it's actually. I was, a like, I was thinking about like I, I'm probably wrong. I just remember thinking it was a remake, and then f- after it came out, hearing, "Oh no, it's a prequel." But they save it until like maybe not the last ten minutes, but like it's after they didn't market it as a prequel. The prequel, yeah. So when people yeah. go to see it, thinking it's a remake, then all of a sudden. I mean, I would imagine, as soon as you hear Norwegian people or whatever, like, yeah, or we would think, or Swedish. Well, they probably didn't have it. Maybe, maybe when I saw it in the theater, maybe, um, maybe it was a little while after it was released, and then the word was out, yeah, on the internet yes. that it was a prequel, you know. But maybe like how it was marketed and first came out, you know, over the first like month or so that it was out, maybe, uh, maybe you saw the movie Paycheck Ben Affleck. <laughs> 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 Should I blank check? Which oh, kind of reminds me, like, um, when when was Prometheus released? Because it's, uh, I don't know, I never, you know, it 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 kind of like it's almost like, you know, Prometheus was like a reboot of Alien, Alien but it yeah. wasn't, but it was an actual prequel, you know, but it was like a some way of rebooting oh, yeah, prequel, the franchise yeah. somehow, of just like loosely being. Tied to the original Alien, and was, it, and it kind of reminds me like that this was what they wanted to do with the thing. Yeah. Um. But this might have been before even Prometheus. Prometheus was in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Oh, so yeah. So yeah. right about the same yeah. time. Yeah. 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 It could have been. I mean, it was actually. I mean, it's funny because when this, when the thing, the 
original, or it's not an original, original it's, it's a yeah. remake, actually, um, 1982 was made. It was not made because of this, but it was made, you know, hoping it would be as successful because E.T. had just come out. So everybody was like really into alien movies and not horror alien movies. Alien, a, the movie Alien apparently kind of like lit the fire for these like horror movies that could have have a sci-fi feel to them. But that's what they're saying. You know, earlier we were talking about the movie just bombed and it because it came out three weeks after E.T. and the same weekend as Blade Runner, but apparently Blade Runner didn't do very well either. No. Um, both of these movies, Blade Runner and The Thing, I think were, were appreciated more way after the fact. Yeah. Um, like There was people that were saying, like, John Carpenter to this day is like talked about how he hated reading the reviews on The Thing because it was just like people were just like bashing him. And he was like telling how, how stupid his movie was and it was dumb and it's like like he said he's like, it's his it's his favorite movie he's ever made. Oh, wow, that's cool. But he he hated he didn't feel like anybody ever understood it, anybody got it, but it was good to see and it could have been ten years later, who knows how long it was Which after nineteen eighty two. It's but. like so similar to like the concept of alien. Uh and, and I love even and even like the abyss, you know, like mm-hmm. it's uh these like sci fi horror movies and they're 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 secluded. Mm-hmm. They're in situations and atmospheres where they cannot escape, and they encounter this horrifying, yeah, uh, situation. That's and the, and I I love movies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's why I like movies that have that. And like, like a lot of my favorite movies, horror or not, have a lot to do with the whole. It's like involving isolation and the fact of there's always a lot of things are borrowed from this movie that I see in other movies, but it's always the scene of like someone in the group is different and we can't figure out who it is. And so we have to do like a test, you know, like and figure out who it is. But there's also that besides the test side of it, there's always the feeling of like, it could be anybody. Mm -hmm. They find out who it is. They kill that person. That person's out taken out and you're still left with the whole fact of like, it could be anybody. Yep. Uh, Those movies are really intense to me based off. I think of like, I'll, it's rare that I remember. There's a lot of movies I remember seeing for the first time, and they're, they're all obviously probably all my favorites. But this one, it was like I remember. Did y'all, did y'all notice in the movie how it it'll come to like a uh, the frame will freeze and it kind of it fades and then it comes mm-hmm. back. I think that was when Fox was going to commercial after X Files. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. on Fox, and I don't know how much was edited. I don't think anything was edited after I watched it hundreds <laughs> of times. Like. Because it was like there wasn't a lot of besides language. Yeah, there's um, really not other than a few uh, f bombs. I mean, it's yeah, not other than when his arms get ripped off. That's yeah. probably the bloodiest thing in the whole movie. Yeah, like, I remember um, Kurt Russell's, you know, his his one liner at the end of "fuck you too." Yeah, and we can come to that later if we want to talk about the ending of the movie. But uh, on Fox, it Dude. was just like take that, like it was something <laughs> stupid. But I didn't notice at the time. I was more just intense of just like, (laughs) that's still one of the best ones. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. That's the best. That's the best I've ever heard. Um, That's a good memory, too. Not just watching Die Hard for the first time, but watching Die Hard edited for the first time when I was like 23 years old after I've seen it a lot and just like had on the background. I'm like, oh, here comes the famous scene. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. It's like, what? (laughs) Two different voices. It was hilarious, but same tone. Mr. Falcon. <laughs> I, um, think, 
I think one of the genius things about this movie is watching it, and you can you can attest to it, I'm sure, Gab, watching it at different points in your life, you find different things to love about this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, first couple of times I saw it when I was in college, I was all about the effects. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, I love watching this movie because of the paranoia that is amongst the group. Yeah. Nobody knows who's infected. Nobody trusts anybody else. Yeah. It becomes a much more psychological movie than a than a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it does. for sure. That's one of the Which things that relates to us to this day. You know, it's like one hundred percent with the whole COVID thing. You know, true. That's what, the last time I watched this until we had planned it for this. I watched it this week. Kind of just actually watched it with um, the Blu-ray I have has John Carpenter and Kurt, Kurt Russell's commentary, and I realized I've never listened to it. So I had it on while I was doing laundry the other day, folding towels, was listening to Kurt Russell talk about the movies. I learned a lot. Like I said, I'm not gonna. We'll be here all night if I talk about all the stuff I know about this. Um, well, I'd like to talk about. There's not. Bit. There's not many movies I can say. Hey, I know a lot about this movie. Um, the thing, Forrest the uh, the great Forrest Gump. Um, and I'm not just talking about like scenes of the movie. Like I've done some research on that thing because it's changed my life. I love that movie. <laughs> Um, I actually was reading a review by somebody who hated that movie. I'm like, how can you hate that movie? Like, <laughs> hate. He was like, he said it's like the worst movie he's ever seen. Wow. Oh my gosh! Wow. wow, this is like from a respected like movie critic I like. And I was, I, I hit unfollow. <laughs> I was like, you know what, sir? Shoot him. Tell him. I was like, I agree with you. Winter Soldier is one of the best movies ever made. Amen to that. But goddamn it, so is Forrest Gump. <laughs> unfollow. Amen to that too. Unfollow. Uh, yeah, we disagreed on Force Gun. We agree on Winter Soldier. Badass movie. Love Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to the thing. Uh, Marvel podcast. So that's the we've we've gotten before before we get too far into everything. You know, we've we've gotten their perspective from the three horror fans. Let's get it from the one who hates being scared. (laughs) I adjusted our our uh, brand. Um, Caleb. You're yes. a sci-fi fan for sure. Big oh, time yeah. sci-fi. 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 Big That's time it. sci-fi fan. Actually, sci-fi horror is probably one of my favorite kinds of horror movies because I do like sci-fi a lot as well. Event Horizon. Like, <laughs> oh well, you know. Yeah, you guys say what y'all want about that. Oh, I like God. that movie that was a lot. Fun. I yeah. like that movie. That was a fun. Our podcast. only quarantine episode. Our only quarantine. Yep. I watched this during quarantine. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I yeah, and then Horizons of we needed, movie. Movie. we needed a quarantine. Sam, Sam Neill is an awesome actor. He's crazy right? as no shit. No matter what he's in, he's crazy as shit. It was crazy as <laughs> shit. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when Ryan says something's ass shit, it just makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> crazy as <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, so, Caleb, your yes. first time seeing this movie, it was. What do you think? <laughs> what do I think? 80, 1982 movie, so it's right. an 80s movie. It was an 80s movie. Um, um, and I like the fact that there was... There was um, I do want to talk about because we were talking about it during the movie, and I was like, damn it, we should be talking about this during our segment. Um, and I don't even remember what it was now because <laughs> I've had that full contact beer. Um, that's the name of the beer. You're Thanks. welcome. From... Elysian. Let's, I keep looking at the, the box do, do, do. to see the name. Let's uh, let's start with Elysian. this. And and Caleb, you're you're a brainiac scientist. Um, I do have a biochemistry. So degree, one of true. the first things that I am a scientist. You're one right. Of, one of the first things that you you brought up is um, yes. the spacecraft that 
we that crashed. That Space Herb um, looks silly. It did. Um, that's what it was your that's typical flying saucer. Yeah, yeah it's silly looking. It and did so look silly. You you know you were asking like when did it crash? And I was like, oh, I know because I just read the synopsis of uh, the prequel, and the prequel synopsis um, immediately describes the uh, crash being hundred thousand years ago, and right. then shortly after we discover <laughs> that say, they, yeah. they they say that in the movie. My thought was. In the opening credit scene, when you see the spacecraft, you know, above, like, how did they film that 100,000 years ago? <laughs> oh, God. I was wondering where you were going with wow. this. Wow. <laughs> well, see, Ryan, so wow. there's time. We and, saw it. Time is wow. on the screen. Time and space is different than time on Earth. I guess so, but Caleb it was really close this. to Earth. I'll, teach, I'll tell you the math behind it. He'll tell you the science behind it. Caleb. Um, Okay. Wobbly, Mr. Monroe, I mean, you're a math teacher. Yeah, you're I'll a science teacher. <laughs> Explain to me. So when you reach what's called the barrier, I'm also a NASA freak. If we have when footage get... of that, how come we don't have seen footage? Apollo 13 a lot. Great Tom, I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, me too. God, I love that man. Space Cowboys. How about that one? I I watched that one. I like that one too. too. I went on a long kick from the library like that movie? this summer. I love being off for the summer. Right. <laughs> The library is getting tired of me. If we uh, have footage of that spaceship, I want to see footage of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you were going with it. Oh my gosh. He carried it all the way there. Who was Jesus? I, was I interrupted you. I never let you finish. I'm very proud I'm of glad you. Was glad Jesus you hung in there. Of the thing? You you held it the whole way through, buddy. I'm proud of you. The thing? God. <laughs> What does this movie say biblically? You know, <laughs> I don't think we're that kind of podcast. I don't, man, I've I've like read all the like Prometheus, you know, theology yeah. shit. You know, it's a lot like there. they they tie in a lot of uh, Jesus and they do. Uh, so thoughts, Caleb, <laughs> about the movie or about what you're talking all about? all of it, <laughs> or my wheezy laugh that I just had. <laughs> I have one of those one podcast like once <laughs> you a, once you do. Like once every podcast, I Louise. That was, that was a good one, Ryan. No, I, so I guess, I guess, <laughs> oh, to, if they're showing that spaceship, where's, where's the footage <laughs> of Jesus? Stuff's <laughs> uh, so gonna jump to my. Although part. I feel like that's what you're really thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you're really thinking that. It was. Um, well, that's the beer talk. So I do, I do think overall, <laughs> I guess to get back to the original question, which is, what did I think about the movie? Yeah, I, was I, thought, it was a, I thought it was a great '80s sci-fi movie. For what good. it was, I thought it was really good. Uh, I mean, is it a great movie in all reality? And again, I don't mean this. I don't mean to poo-poo on your one of your favorite movies, Kev. So don't, no, don't no, be no. offended or anything. I mean, I like, just, what, is it? Well, like, you heard what happens when people. I know. I'll unfollow you. I know. Is it like a really great movie? Honestly, no. But like, it is. It is a really good movie, though, mm-hmm. because. And again, I, I I was born in '85, so obviously I don't have a lot of experience with movies of like '82, like being at, oh yeah, you know, being neither. alive at the oh, time. Yeah, definitely not. Um, me neither. But I mean it. I thought what it sold and what made it so great was you you really did spend the whole movie guessing who could you trust and who couldn't you. 100%, I mean, at its yeah. core, it was supposed to be... I really don't even know if it's supposed to be a horror movie, if not. I mean, I guess it is classified as if one. If it didn't have the... I mean, honestly, you take out the gory effects. practical effects. Yeah, you take out yeah, the be, special effects right. part, side of it. Because there, there's so there's not a horror movie. There's like three scenes in the movie that were like hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. The dog scene. So, mm-hmm. so we've already mentioned this a few times. The prequel apparently ends with the the one of the things. 
I, 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 if okay. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I would. So I would now. I, I, I would imagine. like to see. Yeah. I've heard it goes right into. It. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think that the prequel. I think I've read before that the prequel ends with like the dog running the off. dog leaving the Norwegian. See, I, yeah. I would like because in the trailer there was a shot of the, a dog being infected. Yeah. Um, I, I would personally like to watch the end of the prequel because I am curious because if one of them, if essentially this is one of the aliens that lived. Mm-hmm. But what if another one lives? So I'm curious if like the prequel, there's more, and that's why they burn because they, they mentioned in this movie Kurt Russell, and then mentioned how whoever the scientist was with him, I forget his name. Uh, well, he mentioned, yeah, he well, they're all the rest of them are all scientists, right? That's most true. Of them. That's true. Um, but they mentioned how the ship was burned, like how they, yeah. the ship was destroyed, but not from impact. Well, so I'm curious if there were multiple. No, so the so the classic this line. Is, this is based off of the book. Sorry, Brian. Classic oh, I'm, line. I'm sorry. Just to clarify, yeah. Oh, just, yeah. Clarify. Just clarify. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. When I when okay. I went and read the synopsis of the of the prequel, um, they apparently they they find uh, I guess alien frozen and right. they yeah. bring it back to the research yeah. and and it unthaws with. It's not multiple it, things. It says yeah. it reanimates. Yeah. So okay. it's like into, based off of the so it's so this whole franchise that we're talking about is based off of a book called Who Goes There um, by John Campbell Jr. It was like a short story that was in a magazine. I think it was like Astounding Science or Astounding Fiction. I don't don't have that right. But um, I've read the book. The book, so the book comes out and it's like in the 30s or 40s. Like it's, it's, I mean, even reading it, it's very like, it's it's old. Um, It's still entertaining. It still holds up. There's a 1950s movie. Um, Yeah, yeah. Thing from Another World. Thing from Another World. Um, The original. I've seen that. Uh, That was on like TCM. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, Not long ago. I remember watching it uh, in the tub. We were talking about watching movies in the tub. (laughs) There you go. Um, Hey, we like to take uh, baths. That was was on live. I was was, uh, John Wayne movie, Wings of Eagles. Great one. Makes you cry (laughs) at the end. Was ending and it said Thing from Another World. I was like, oh, wow. I'm staying in this tub. Water's getting cold. I'm staying in, um, and that's it's a it's a good old movie. Um, I'm, I'm tapping. I'm patting my leg a lot. Like an old band. <laughs> it's a, it's a good, good old, old movie. movie. Um, it does not hold up at all to today's standards. Um, that's okay though, because today's standards are you know we got everything sure. going. wildly different. You know, there's Fast Nine just came out. <laughs> um, so old movies don't really hold up anymore, but there's something about old movies. You know, I, I, li- I like old, mm-hmm. old movies. Um, 80s and above. I say above yeah. 70s and 60s and all that. But right. uh, the thing from another world was more of they took the book and they kind of, it's the same thing, like there's a research station. Um, they... But instead of it being like another camp found it and they brought it over, they discovered. They discovered the ship They because they're studying uh, magnetic frequencies at the South Pole. And they get this crazy anomaly and things are going on. The ship's still been crashed for 100,000 years. Right. But um, they go discover it. And it's the same thing in the – they did the same thing in the original movie and in this – in John Carpenter's movie in, through the videos, the research videos they were watching – the crew, um, it's really neat in the original. They stand in a circle. They're like, they, they see the ship in the ice, and they're like, well, something's down here. Like, well, everybody spread out, and let's see how big it is and see maybe what kind of ship it is because they just, at this point, they think it's Russian or something. They think right. it's a, a manned spacecraft. And before you know it, they all are spacing out. They're like, when you see an edge, just stop. 
And when they all walk out and they stop, they're all standing in a complete full circle. Mm. And that's when one of them goes, it's a flying saucer. And so just like they talked about in this John Carpenter one, they're like, oh, we got to. And then they did the same thing in the book. They're like, well, let's get thermite charges and we'll melt the ice and pull the ship out. And this is like the fine of the century. They're all super excited. And they plant the charges. Well, they don't know what they're, I guess they, they thought too, ahead, too much. They blow up the ice. And before they know it, the ship catches on fire. And there's a uh, news reporter in the group, and he's just like, well, that's standard procedure, right? Like, blow things up, the fine of the century, and you just, hmm. it's gone. It's, it's all burning under the ice. So the, so the ship is destroyed. And they're like, it's, it's kind of funny because they're just like, well, oh, 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 well. Like, <laughs> we just destroyed the alien spaceship. Uh, I guess we'll go back to camp. And so they're all about to leave, and that's when they, the guy's got his, he's got like a, um, um, what's the, what's the correct word? Okay, a Geiger counter. What is it? Oh like yeah, the, yeah, Geiger for radiation. He's, yeah, he's reading yeah. radiation, and he's like, "Oh, there's, I'm reading. I'm catching something else." And he finds a thing, and in the book, and so like that. And that's the whole point of this whole Spielemann is, uh, is there one thing or not? They find just one thing. Right. They find just one. They even in the book in the in the original movie they call it a uh, a man because it just looks like a body. Mm. And they're like, oh, a man's frozen. He tried to get out, and he, because of the Antarctic winds, he can't make it 10 feet. He right. freezes. So they dig him up, and then in the original movie, they thaw him. They, they try to let the ice thaw, and when he comes out. In the old movie, it's really good, but the monster is like Frankenstein, basically. Oh. It's uh, James Arnes from Gunsmoke. I know none of oh. you all watch Gunsmoke. Yeah, I know Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Arnes. Yeah, yeah. Matt Dillon. Dude, I Sheriff grew up Matt Dillon. Gunsmoke yeah. with my uh, grandpa. So he plays the... Like the monster in the in the movie, he plays the thing, and they still use flamethrowers. They use electricity to shock him down, all this stuff, and they ended up, you know, it's a happy ending at the end. Whereas John Carpenter's version, he was more of like so. The producers, David Foster, who is not the same music producer David Foster, I found out. Um, he actually this this guy passed in like 2011 or something. Oh. Um, he did a couple. He's only to his credit. At least online, he has like three or four movies he's done. But um, the producers wanted to do a different movie of the book. They were like, "All right, we got the, we bought the rights to the book." And this is actually kind of funny. I'm, I'm here. I go. I, go. I wasn't going to do this. Just go. No, you're you're going. supposed to be talking about go. something. You're going. Uh, I told you to go. Uh, they buy the rights to the book, and they're like, "Okay, we want to turn this into like a scary movie. Like, we want this to be something scary." And so they're trying to shop it around, and you know they're trying to get guys to write scripts for it. And actually, two guys they hire, um, and they work for Universal Pictures. I forgot to mention that. So Universal's bought the movie. Um, they were like, okay, we, we want to, or bought the story, I guess. Right. They want to make it into a movie. Uh, it's already been made into a movie. They want to make a remake. They want to make it scary. Scary movies, especially space movies right now. Scary space movies are the big deal. Um, want to make something great, something good. So they start hiring. They contact John Carpenter. They're like, we want you to do this horror movie. But as we've talked about, well, maybe we didn't talk about it. I don't really actually remember Halloween. <laughs> John Carpenter didn't want to be a horror director. He right. ended up being one of the best horror directors, but he didn't want to be. Um, he did Halloween as like, a, I'm just going to make some money. And that ended up being his like namesake. Like That's what mm -hmm. he's going to be known for until he dies. Right. Until long after he dies. Um, that's his legacy. But along with all the other great movies, Big Trouble in Little China. You know, yes, like, it's your old it. pal Jack Favorite. Barton here. Like, <laughs> love Kurt it. Russell. I love that. Um, I got a t-shirt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, 
John Carpenter actually turns it down because he's he's got a lot of work. He just did Escape from New York, um, which he wrote and directed, and he was like, I've I've had too, I got too much on my plate. Like I've, I just did a big project. I don't want to do another one. So he turned it down, and they went through a couple of people, um, but the ones that the two names that struck out to me stuck out to me, and I was just like, no way. Were uh, Kim Hinkle. I'll say him first. He's usually built second, but I'll put his name first. Texas mm-hmm. um, Chainsaw. Yeah. And Toby Hooper. Uh, I was going to guess Texas Hooper. Chainsaw. The great. Toby Both Hooper. From Texas Chainsaw. Um, wow. Yeah, Kim Hinkle was the producer on. Toby Hooper's my best friend. But yeah, he was the producer on Texas Chainsaw. Um, and when you're in the market to produce movies, you want to drink a Dale's Pill. <laughs> I was um, waiting for it. I was waiting for it. You want to have a nice cold. <laughs> sip of America's beer Dale's Pale Ale <laughs> so they were selling the movie <laughs> and they hired Toby Hooper and Kim Hinkle and to their credit from what John Carpenter says they were just trying with, to work with what they had but I would love to read just on paper what they had because the reason they were fired from the project they were fired oh, they were fired wow um, ballsy, I, and we know this. Like I will fight for Toby Hooper to we my know. death. We know. We I'll fight Kev to my we death about Toby Hooper. <laughs> we have. Um, it's a Spielberg, but it is a Spielberg movie. It's not. Poltergeist was directed, and <laughs> get to the point. Get to the point. We've had this conversation. Back to Halloween. Okay. Not even talking about Halloween. I know. Back to Carpenter's. What I meant. Carpenter, Toby Hooper. Yes, yes. So Toby Hooper and Kim Engel working on the thing. They're fired because their treatment for the movie was, uh, from what John Carpenter put it as, it was a uh, Moby Dick on ice. What? Um, they had it under going underwater at some points, but they had like a, you know, not saying Moby Dick like it was a whale, but they had like sure a monster and a Captain Ahab figure going at it. Oh, and it was too overboard. It was like they wanted to go underwater. They wanted it to be like a frozen water type of thing, and they were. Just working with what they had. It wasn't their main idea. Toby Hooper was under contract by Universal. That's why they contacted him. Not that he wanted to do it, but why was he under contract with Universal? <laughs> because he had just directed Poltergeist. So, uh, <laughs> but so well he, they, they got him out, and that's when John Carpenter, after several people had gone through, he was all come through. And this guy, so Bill Lancaster is the guy who wrote the movie. And he had envisioned, um, you know, like Harrison Ford playing McCready. He was like, oh, that's that it. He, and so him and John Carpenter's first really meeting, cool. he was like, he was like, I think you can direct this movie. And I had to see Harrison Ford starring in it. And John Carpenter's like, well, you know, like, I don't, that's not going to happen. Okay. He just basically told him, he's like, it's not going to happen. It's like, we've got, you know, let me look at the movie, change things around and we'll go with it. So John Carpenter takes it. He kind of changes things around to his style. He doesn't really like the movie, honestly. He's he's kind of the one who thought thought about the well, let's do the isolation scenes like it's going to be completely isolated. Which the all the indoor scenes were actually filmed inside of a like it was like a refrigerator unit. They had made the, all the inside stuff so cold that these actors are like that's not like being like the frost on Kurt Russell's beard and all yeah. stuff. That wasn't makeup. It's like yeah. oh, they cool. made they like so all that. So they're also that intensity you feel is real. Hmm. They're not putting that on. They're like they're they're tired and cold. They weren't feeding them. They were just like, no, like you're uh, like live this live this role so that they're man. pissed. 
I was wondering their point. I was wondering just by the look of it, like they they filmed in extreme locations. Yeah, yeah, and even indoors, like indoor yeah. shots were all like it was cold. They're miserable. But uh, what I like is that John Carpenter, you know, he takes the takes the story and turns it into his own thing. They they're like, all right, we're gonna shoot the movie. But he's like, but Kurt Russell's gonna be in this movie. Hmm. And the studio at the time, like when I first saw the movie at ten years old, I was like, Kurt Russell's like the man. Yeah. Like he's awesome. But back then in nineteen eighty two, he was like he had just finished his ten which and this is my favorite thing about their relationship, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. They were in a lot of, he did a lot of movies together. But uh Kurt Russell and we were we're all older, but we all remember even they they showed them years afterwards, but Disney Channel used to always play those Kurt Russell movies, mm-hmm. like the computer who wore tennis shoes, mm-hmm. tennis shoe, tennis shoes. There you go. Um, what did I say at first? Tinny. You sound like Tinny. Tinny. I said tinny shoes. Tinny shoes. Um, the barefoot executive, the strongest man in the world, or whatever it was, like where oh. he could just lift whatever, yeah. Yeah. like that one. Remember yep. those movies? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seemed how, to me that's that how I met it, Kurt it, Russell. Yeah, the <laughs> it seemed to me that yeah. Kurt Russell like became the man. Actually, he was also later on. Yeah, you know, later oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I saw those movies way later. Um, he's actually a minor league baseball player for a long time too, but we won't get into all that. Uh, it's pretty funny how he got into that stuff. But so he's got a ten year contract with Disney for all these movies. That's why he's churning out Disney movie, Disney movie. And by the time he meets John Carpenter, he's like, I'm tired of, you know, tired of being the the. The, the the funny guy the like funny. The, the nice guy and so John Carpenter's like I'll I'll help you and so the first thing they do together is an Elvis TV movie I don't know if y'all have seen it I saw it I have I own it on Blu-ray it's like Kurt Russell plays Elvis and he's very dark it's a very dark Elvis story um, but it was like made for TV not a lot of people saw it I think it's more popular now but then the next movie was and it, it, the whole point was to be the anti-hero like all right, this old guy you knew as him being charming and warm. Now he's he's kind of messed up, and people hated it. They're like, he's especially as Elvis. People were mad uh-huh. that he was so mean. And so the next role was perfect for him: Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this is that guy from the computer tennis shoes. Yeah. Like, what is he? He's all messed up and crazy. And he's not really crazy in that movie. He's just he's just a badass. You yeah. know, he doesn't have a lot of lines. He's just kind of like just kicking ass. And this one was like the cherry on top for him. Um you know, towards like, okay, he's he's not the nice guy. Um obviously, and we can talk about it, you know, as beautiful if blue ever, eyes. Beautiful blue eyes. We can <laughs> talk about it throughout, but he's kind of the one in the movie who's like he takes charge. Yep. But not only does he take charge, he's not afraid to shoot someone in the head. Mm-mm. He yeah. has no care about shooting that guy in the head with Clark. That's Clark down. That happened pretty quick. Um and then when they're when they're, really when quick. they're doing their big test, it's like, well, Clark was human, huh? He doesn't have even thought about he it. He's just like, well, yeah. I had to do what I had to do, man. I, I got to survive. I'm glad you said that. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think it turned out as well for either one of them. The movie flopped, um, and it it only had a big. Luckily for both their careers, maybe Kurt Russell's. Well, well definitely Kurt Russell's more than John Carpenter's. Kurt Russell's career took off oh, yeah. to where when we were all old enough to understand who he was, it was like this guy's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Breakdown. Breakdown's an awesome movie. Um, saw it in theaters. My mom. Both of us were chewing on our I, nails the whole time. I remember seeing Breakdown, Caleb. Yeah. I remember seeing with my family in the theaters. Overboard. Yeah. Oh, with Overboard. Kurt Russell. Overboard's hilarious. I and I've been a Kurt Russell fan ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miracle. 
great sports movie. Oh man, because of him. Isn't that like, Disney? That's what yeah, else? That's yeah. a Disney movie, but yeah. But Kayla, I have to ask you because just a, just a bit of trivia. Did you know Kurt Russell was in Forrest Gump? Yeah, he plays Elvis. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. yeah oh, you, that's don't, you don't see his face, yeah. but he's the one. He's the voice. He's back there playing Elvis oh, because of his role in the John Carpenter TV movie. That's crazy. Do you? Yeah. All right, just off subject, but that's since okay. we're on Elvis, yeah. there's another movie, <laughs> '90s movie, where a famous actor plays Elvis, but you can never see his face throughout the entire movie. Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was about but to say what yes, else is there? But there's the another one. one. What is it? True Romance. Oh, okay. I've never seen that movie. You never seen True Romance? I've never seen True Romance. Romance either. Oh my god. None of us have. I know oh. it's a Quentin Tarantino thing. Yeah, he he produced so it or something. That but was before he got into directing. He wrote that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Scott. I think Tony Scott directed it. Um, All star cast. Christian Slater is the main character in it, and Christian Slater loves Elvis, and like his conscience in the movie is talking to Elvis. And it's Val Kilmer. Oh, wow. Val Kilmer is, and that's like throughout the entire movie. And it never shows his face uh, because it's like, it's it's, uh, Christian Slater's conscious in the movie, but it's Val Kilmer. Anyway, one more trivia piece, and then I want to shut up for a long time. (laughs) I just went on for a while. That was good. Uh, But plug for True Romance. That's a fucking awesome movie. I I agree. I've heard it's great. I want to see it. Um, I don't. Another trivia piece: the Elvis TV movie, by directed by John Carpenter, and the Forrest Gump movie, directed by Robert Zemeckis or Robert Gump, as we call him, starring Kurt Russell in Shadow as Elvis. We're not the only two times Kurt Russell played Elvis. Nope. I know Kevin the knows one. the name of the movie. What is it? Eh, 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 but it's not Elvis. It's an Elvis impersonator. As say at the same time: one, two, three. 3,000 3, miles to Graceland. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well played, gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Well played. Kurt I mean, Russell's a badass. Like, we, we all know. I was it. about I mean, to say, yes. I was like, I was about to say when, like, I know Kurt Russell's played Elvis again. Oh, yeah, he's done it again. Yeah. yeah. That was the only movie I could think of. Technically an impersonator, but yeah. Like, hey, hey, it works. Still, Which still the same thing. Also might star Christian Slater. Isn't he in that? Kevin Costner's in it. Kevin Costner's, Costner's in it. I don't yeah. know if Christian, Christian Slater's or not. Yeah, I don't I don't think he is. I've only seen the movie like twice, but I just remember I watched it because of Kurt Russell. Um, but as far as my um, complete, the Kurt complete geeky, geeky side of what's <laughs> like leading up to this movie was made, they yeah. started filming the movie. I want Caleb to kind of, I'm going to give you some just bouncing off points, I guess, and you can take it however you want. Like the well, best things it. about this movie is so far of everything we've talked about. Kurt Russell. Um, Kurt Russell. <laughs> alongside the rest of this awesome cast. Um, if you're not going to have a single female in the movie, it wasn't a single. And one, you're right. All you're going to do is you're going to have like what seven or eight guys in the movie. That's all you're going to have. Something like that. You're yeah. going to pick these guys, and I don't know at the time, but when I watched it, I didn't know who anybody was Mm-mm. besides Kurt Russell. Rick says. Um, I knew who Keith Charles was because he's on. He's in. He's, he's one. Oh, he's been in so many Keith things. Davis? Oh, his Keith name Davis is Charles. Yeah, he does. Charles. his name is Charles. I thought so. Yeah. Uh, Keith Charles. I wonder if that's I knew him. If that's a guy. Oh, I, I knew Keith David from They Live. Yeah, They Live. Because that's how I knew. Um, Semper Fi, mm-hmm. the Marine little TV movie back in the day. Uh, he's been a lot of things. He's been a lot of things. I knew him when I saw his stuff. But uh, yeah, at the time. But the cast is awesome because it's it literally. Besides, like Caleb just said, if it was if it didn't have those special effects moments, 
It's just kind of an intense movie. It is. But you couldn't have made a two-hour movie like that without it being those people. I like, like that you um, referenced the point I made 45 minutes ago. Appreciate that. Has it been 45? I don't know. It feels like it. Probably has. I'm sorry, Caleb. <laughs> I'm kidding. This no, podcast kidding. is supposed to be about no, Caleb man, doing his thing. It's not supposed to be about um, Caleb. 44 uh, minutes and 47 seconds? I was pretty close though. Ryan's oh, going TT, by real the way. close. Ryan, um, when you're listening to this Ryan's later. out of it. Did it come out okay? Did you, did you have trouble? Did he find Jesus finally? <laughs> We won't. We'll never know. He found Jesus. Uh, did he find Jesus a thousand years ago? What, what did uh, Jesus look like? Um, all right, so Caleb, stop letting me geek out on this movie. <laughs> that was and, great. I loved it. Um, this is why the viewers like us because we know things, and by we, I mean you guys. I don't know anything. <coughs> oh, oh. I don't know that died. many. I don't. This is the only one I didn't have to do anything about. It was nice. That's good. Just know too much shit about this. Cause That's a good thing. You back in the day, know. I was like, one day I want to have a podcast, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna learn all this. I'm gonna listen to every commentary track on there. Well, I'm gonna. You know I, what? It makes me regret doing. Mm. Regret, ecstasy. Regret not doing. Oh. That, year we, <laughs> <laughs> that year we went to Frightmare. Their after hours party was thing. Oh, I know. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was. It sounded like it was going to be cold. God, that night yep. was terrible. We needed chicken tenders, though. That's why we left. <laughs> that was a, we need, no, no, no. All of no. us had chicken tenders and no, Caleb no, no. had fish and chips. Fish. <laughs> and we farted all night. <laughs> that <was> terrible. <laughs> that place smelled so bad the next terrible. day. Great convention. So sorry for that old man who loved mur- British murder British mysteries. British murder mysteries. Yeah, that old man and that woman who came to yeah, check on They us. came to clean the next morning. They're like, oh, my God. Look different. <laughs> and what did we do? Walk around the house spraying cologne. <laughs> yeah. Worst idea. And now it just smells like shit and cologne. What kind of, <laughs> what, what, what kind of convention are y'all here for? Uh, well, hey, I, it's like I told her, you know what? Just because they're like, I, you know what? That guy was awesome because he, he was. He stood for everything that we do he with did. this show. He did. His wife was nervous because so we rented this. I think we, yeah. we probably talked about this on the podcast before, we did. but it's like it's okay. we we rented this Airbnb. Airbnb. Caleb, Caleb was the point of contact and was told I? the lady. It was an old man, old lady. <laughs> yeah, I did tell And that. he told her that we were in town for a horror convention, but when she... <laughs> Read it. She just read like writers' convention or something. She something. just she didn't know it was horror. Yeah. And so when they meet in person, he tells her what we're doing there, and she kind of gets a little freaked out. But well, we go to the convention, have a good time, and then we go to a a, a, a pub, as Ryan likes to call it, and had chicken tenders and fish and chips <laughs> and beer, <laughs> and went back and then drank a lot of beer and whiskey watched bowling and watched watched watch bowling watched the Slide sorority ball babes, babes at the yeah. Bowl-rama. Yeah. um aka 80s boobs and yeah watched a lot of just boobs on tv <laughs> had a good time and but before that we were like let's do a let's do an episode in the in the house which i don't which we think never, we, ever we never published. posted no. we never posted because we, just, because we just shit on the whole thing that's, that's all true. we did we sure we did were very we were very negative because savini it was, was so mean savini was a mean guy and that's yeah. not news to anybody who's a yeah. horror fan but um, we we didn't post it, but we were recording just it. Just finishing, and Lord. the old man. Three who, minutes. All of a sudden, the wall just starts moving, and we realized that um, it's like a secret entrance. It was like almost. a secret entrance into the house. <laughs> oh yeah, that was and even they, creepier. They bust in, and the poor old guy sees we're right recording, and he gets all nervous. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And then, so I stand up and kind of start talking to him, like, "Um, you know, I I know how to. I, I'm an old man too. Schmoozing. I like to. Uh, I, I like to talk to old people. Try to stand up, and introduce <laughs> myself, and kind of." Let him know that his his house is safe and we're not going to do anything. And the best line, and he, like I said, he he nailed it for what we do on our podcast and what our message is and our, our mission statement is. He kind of busts in, he starts talking to us, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, and I'm going to call his, life, his wife. Um, Phyllis. 
Phyllis. Yeah, I don't remember her name. He's like, well, well, Phyllis, Phyllis told me I needed to come check on you guys. And it's like I told her because she told me y'all were into <laughs> horror and stuff. And I told her, I said, hey, look, I like British murder mysteries. Doesn't mean I'm a crazy guy. <laughs> I was like, you're so right. Absolutely. Luther? I'm going to call him Luther. Luther, Luther. and Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to protect their identities. Luther and Phyllis. Uh, yeah, Luther and Phyllis. Yeah, like, but when he said that, I remember, like, even though our episode was not going well, because I could, I felt very negative. Oh, boy, it was angry. It was like, it's exactly what I needed to hear yep. when he was like, hey, look, just because I like British murder mysteries doesn't mean I'm crazy. It's like, look, just because I like watching, you know, uh, some aliens, some rip off a guy's arm and then oh, that was you know, blow up and catch on fire. It doesn't mean I'm a weird person. Yeah. So, do you guys remember um, what his job was? I don't know. I remember what, what his job was, it? was. He worked for the city of Dallas and he would name the streets. <gasps> no, <laughs> he yeah. was a street namer. Yeah, he would name the streets. He was about to retire. Oh, shit, man, we messed. He up. had a great. Remember his book collection? He oh, was yeah. like, Just take the book. Yeah. I'm like, I would take all of them. <laughs> he had like Vince Flynn and Tom Clancy. Yeah, he had a lot of really stuff. Robert Ludlum. He had good a lot stuff. of really he good did. books. He I only did. took one because my wife would have killed me if I took all of them because I had way too many books <laughs> in our house. Um, but God damn it, let's get back to the point of the show. And Caleb, <laughs> stop letting me. I'm turning my mic this away. Has been for, a great podcast so far. We're, we're, said hardly we're, any words. we're 49 minutes in and i barely oh, said anything that, no we didn't not, even check that yet. that's that's not counting the intro <laughs> shit well you're welcome america yeah and we, i say america because we know you're all listening we don't have to plot this movie out because there's not a, i wasn't no, going but to. i want to hear caleb's favorite parts yeah that's what i was gonna okay so thank you as um, a fan who uh, or i say a fan that's a fan he hates being scared but he Very likes good so. movies I'm he already said and i agree with you I have a nostalgic uh, value to this movie, but I get it. Yeah. Doesn't hold up. He even oh, that's what we were talking about. I was going to talk about that. Go for it. Okay. So, yeah. So Special effects thing? Yeah, I was going to talk about okay. that. So, um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, we, we've kind of hit the highlights of the movie already. It is it is really more of a paranoia movie where you spend the whole time questioning, is anyone actually who they say they are? And I won't lie. There were many a moments, and again, I know this is an old movie, and I... I I did know because I've I've I know the I knew the basic premise of the movie. So I, I knew that Kurt Russell was the quote unquote good guy. Now I didn't know how it ended, which I want to get to it in a little bit. Um, but like I knew he wasn't infected the whole thing. He was the only one for sure. But there were moments where I still was like, but what if he's the one who's what infected? What if he was the whole infected? Time? Yeah, like I, you know? I, I in the back of my mind I kept thinking I was like, there are some seeds there. I was like, what if in the end of the movie, which again we'll get to, yeah, what if he was infected the whole time? Um, and I love that. That actually sold me on the whole movie. That's one thing Carpenter did really well. Yes. Is not let you know who was and who wasn't. Exactly. That Even was... when you you thought that Kurt Russell, okay, he's the main guy. He's been killing all these other guys. He can't be infected. Right. But then he murdered an innocent guy. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I want to get everyone's opinions on the ending eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. I say we will. Who knows if we will? We will. Yeah. Oh, um, and I have right. a thought on that. We won't Get stop. With, we won't stop without oh, talking do the about ending the ending. Yet. Yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah, the yeah. ending. I want to do the ending as a whole round table thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, the movie is just a study of. So I kind of I, this is gonna be a weird comparison, but one of my favorites. I honestly, don't know if it was a, a story first or just a movie first. But Twelve Angry Men was that a story first? Anyone know? Was that a book first? Kevin's face. Lambert's face. I like, don't what? know. Okay. That's a great movie, though. So great, both. I've, 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 I've I seen don't know, you. Caleb, but I actually watched that like two weeks ago. Really? 
the Not original? for the first time, but like just the because, original yeah. or the okay. I've seen oh, both. There's re- oh, there are there's an original. There's like a um, a black and white. one. I've never yeah. seen the '97 one. I've only seen okay. the '57. Yeah, one. I've seen yeah. both of them. We watched them. God, in school. it's a good, good, good so movie. It is adapted from a teleplay. Is that old man? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, okay. it's not a but it's a play. I know okay. there were plays and stuff about so, it. So, so again, I know this is gonna be God, weird, but I like like multiple times through the through the movie. The almost said the Conjuring, not the Conjuring. Um, through through the thing. I was thinking of 12 Angry Men because the whole point of 12 Angry Men, it, well, okay, there's a lot of points to 12 Angry Men, but this is not a history class or an English class, sorry. I guess it could be both. Um, like, it leaves you questioning the whole time of who should you trust. Right. Do you believe the main character mm-hmm. of 12 Angry Men who thinks that they really need to take a look at if this kid is yeah. really innocent or not, or do you just go with the crowd? And that's kind of how this movie is because in reality, or at least the way I took it was, Kurt Russell is kind of the crowd that like he he's he's the crowd. What I mean by that is he's the one everyone jumps on. And you're like he's the good guy. We got to follow and do everything he says. But there's little things that happen throughout the movie that you keep having to ask yourself: Is he the good guy? Mm-hmm. Granted, he because he murdered what's, Clark. 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 Thank you, Clark. Shark right, Clark now, in the head. Now again, he shot Clark though because. Blair, Dr. Blair told him to watch him. Which yep. spoiler, we found out Dr. Says, Blair was it was it was, it was it says, I think it was well. It was a scare moment. We can talk. Yeah, it was a scare well, moment. But it's not like he just shot him in the was head. Blair, like it was, I guess the question there is, was Blair, was affected, Blair yet? affected yet? Right. I think no. Blair wasn't then, because okay. then later on, there's that noose in Blair's room. Remember when they come right. in? He decided, he's like, <laughs> that was a weird Kurt point. Russell, the like, noose knocks, that nobody talked Mc, about. Yeah, McCree no like, knocks on the door, and Blair's just like, hey, look, I want to come back in. And there was a noose in the room, but nothing is ever said about yeah. this noose. And it's obviously a hangman's oh, it's noose. Right like, it's it was right creepy. there in between them. So it, my, I remember was he trying to know, kill himself? Did, too, he, did he try over? to kill himself? And then he said, "I'm not going to do this. I want to come back with my group." Or was it like, did this thing just finally take over him? Um, which is, I just that's good writing. No, it um, is. That's why. I, yeah, I think to your point, at that time, I think he was more of just like instead of being because they all thought he was, you know, he lost his marbles. Yeah, um, I that think he crazy. was more of just like a no. He's he was probably the most sane one at that time. Yeah, I, I even said so when so he said watch Clark. I think right. he was saying which in that point it made sense. Told McCready, Kurt Russell, of like that's probably why he shot that guy. Uh, no, that's what yeah, that's what I was he was about. already on edge with him, right? Because that's what I was about to say. Because they, they put seeds that maybe he's not the good guy you want him to be because he does murder someone. Yeah, but he was already told he could have been a bad guy. But again, it made sense because doc, so Doctor Blair is the. I guess he's the doctor. <laughs> Although they all, maybe multiple of them had doctors. Who knows? But he seemed like the actual medical doctor. Yeah, so I, yeah. I think he's a medical doctor. Yeah, he Based was off a medical of the, doctor. the book, I mean, it's like it's a group of research there's, people. There's like helicopter pilots who work for the Air Force. Right. Or who are in that the Air Force. That was McGrady. McGrady. Child. McCready. McCready? Yeah, I keep saying McCready. Oh, McCready. Um, Childs. Um, Palmer. Mm-hmm. And oh, then okay. I'm pretty sure it was like the. Like Windows. Windows. He was like a radio man. Um, but they, they, they pulled into the whole, like, you know, Vietnam vet guys. Like, you could tell that, who yeah. were, like, seasoned yeah. guys who were, like, they're just, like, like Palmer and them, like, he was just smoking weed the whole time. Yeah, he was. He's just pissed off at everything. He's just mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to just get my card and go home. Like, yeah. I'm going to smoke my joints and do my thing. Um, but then the rest of those guys in there were... If not scientists. doctors, they were scientists. Yeah. Which you, scientists are doctors? Yeah. Um, but that's what they were there to do. That's why <laughs> I loved it every time. The first time they light the thing on fire, 
they immediately run in with a fire extinguisher. And Caleb's <laughs> yeah. like, don't put it out. Yeah, I know. It's like, what are you and, doing? And Ryan's like, they got to research. Yeah. <laughs> the researchers like, that's what they do. They got to research. Yeah, it's like, that. and it's so funny because it's like, that's automatically what they do. They're like, this thing is from another planet. We've never seen this thing before. Don't kill it. Let me cut it up. Yeah. And again, I <laughs> like, like, I get that, I guess, but. You're a scientist. Right. You get it. But it was, so it was, and sorry, I guess to get full circle here on the, the 12 Angry Men thing, it just, it. Great I, movie. I, I think what, yeah, Great I think movie. what made this movie so, I need to re- I what made this again. movie so good. I haven't seen that in a few years. What, I need to watch. Oh, it's it's worth, yeah, so. yeah, if you have, oh, not sorry, so, it is, not, it is so not a horror movie, by the way, anyone out there, Corey, I, no, obviously no, no, I don't no. like horror movies. Yeah, but you should watch 12, it's a great, Henry it's a great dialogue on human perception and, just falling in with what you should do. I'm, I'm doing yeah. air quotes. You can't see them, obviously, because the podcast. Are we uh, drunk? But yes, just 100%. We'll sound so smart. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, shit, fuck, I'm done. But, uh, 9%? Let's move along, though, because I have a notion. You have an ocean? No. I'm yeah. Sure. You have an ocean? Where? The Pacific? Hey, there's a new ocean, guys. Do I no. I have about this. Yeah, fucking yeah. retarded. Ocean, yeah. I have a specific notion. Oh, is it about the end of the movie? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm getting there. I promise. Um, so yeah, so the only other things I want to mention, those are so good. The only other thing I want to mention, um, other than the fact that this moved me, moved me? I said, oh, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. Went from six to midnight. You threw me off. Um, so- <laughs> I went from 12 to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad I made Ryan chuckle. I like when Ryan... <laughs> I just want to finish my point. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. That's okay. I'll turn the microphone away from it. me. Don't do it. Kevin Lambert signing off. So, don't you dare. So the reason... Again, the whole reason that I like this movie so much in the end, the point I'm trying to make, because Kevin asked this a long time ago, of why did I like the movie, or if I like the movie, is because it wasn't just scary. It made me spend the entire movie questioning, should I even be rooting for this character or should I not? That was the best thing. And then we'll get to the end in a little bit after the practical effect talk here, which I want to do next. But like, yeah, that was the best part of the movie was you literally, even if, especially at the end, you had to ask yourself, was I even rooting for the right guy? Because what we find out before we get to the end talk, I'll just, I do want to wrap the movie up, is basically we find out that the thing, or at least one of the things, because, again, the, the scientist in me and the nerd in me who loves sci-fi stuff wanted to understand exactly what the thing was, and I, I understand they were never going to do that, which makes the movie more effective. No, they did say what it was. Well, but, okay, but, but like, they don't really define its parameter like they don't really oh, no. explain yeah, how yeah. it works. And that, it's that, an alien exactly like its they, job is it, to it, it was it was uh, the thing when <laughs> yes, it when, know, it, when it takes over you it's not copying your body there's right. not like two of you walking it's around it's taking you like, over like it could She's be a conversation like, a host. It, could right. be, it could be a conversation like you and me are having right now right. but i'm not me right yeah there's it, something it, in I, me I but they, all i have to do is go to ryan and give him a little bit of my DNA, and then he's going to be that. And so, before I know it, I took over the whole planet. Right. And the, so so that, that was my thing. Like I, I just wanted them yeah. to, and they, they, they had a little weird, terrible s- computer simulation of that where it was, I know it was. No, it fit perfectly, but like nowadays it looks terrible. But like, I love like, that the, he was like timing. He has a stopwatch, and he was like watching it, and he's like, <laughs> yep. okay, yep, that's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so, I don't remember I mean, computer so, set. I just want, and again, I know they didn't I use the words enough. back then, but like it, it seemed like this was just a giant Cloning. It, it, it basically was. A, it was a virus. No sign off. Put that thing back in front of your face. Oh, I went way too far, buddy. Sorry, I swung too hard. Um, and, so, and so, I mean, it basically to me, it seemed like this was a living virus. <laughs> which again is, I think Ryan said this is great. This is kind of the, the world we're living in right now. That was great, by the way. Um, where we are living, you know, COVID stuff. 
Is it real? Is it not? It's real, by the way. Don't buy into it. It's not. Um, but but the thing was a living virus where it was copying. It, it was copying its. It was copying its host DNA and recreating itself to assimilate. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, you, you leave the whole movie questioning of was there even a good guy? Because the whole point in the end is I'm sorry, I finished the point I made ten minutes ago. The whole point mm-hmm. in the end was. The thing realized. The thing literally realized. I can't make it out of this. I can't win this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just freeze myself because mm-hmm. I can survive the cold. And then the next time someone comes to rescue me, I'm going to take over their body too and start mm-hmm. the process again. And so, because the movie ends on a, a cliffhanger, it does. It it ends on a cliffhanger with Kurt Not Russell. A cliffhanger, but like a, a a downer. It is a very downer. It, like I said, I, I want to talk about that, but I do want to. I want to know if you have any any mentions about the the practical. I'm going to call them practical, not special. Practical effects because they were fucking miserable to I got, watch. I got notes out the wazoo. Well, give me a few, sir. That's clean Christian talk for <laughs> notes out of my ass. <laughs> Ryan. Well, open your ass and tell us what you know. All right. All right well, get. Were you finished with your point? I'm done, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Practical effects. So, um, Caleb brought up a great point during the movie. He said it was after the first really big scene with the practical effects. Um, if you've seen the movie, um, which we're going to talk about anyways, so it is spoilers, but it's the dog scene. Yeah. Um, that's the first really big moment with the practical effects. His face um, fucking split open and then <sighs> its mouth and then it was just a tongue dangling. It was Yeah, horrible. it turned into the alien, the thing. It was horrible. Um, but with, the, with this whole thing, what Caleb brought up, as soon as that scene was over, was almost the same exact, so as me as a 10-year-old, and they did that perfect freeze frame thing. Like it ends right after that. And it was just like, it went to a commercial. And I remember it's just like, you know, uh, get your breakfast at McDonald's. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> that was so, that was, that looked real. Yeah. Like, how do they do that? Mm-hmm. And even then, as tenure, there wasn't much CGI. You know, there was, right. there was things here and there. Um, but what Caleb brought up, he was like, man, it's like, it's still really effective right now. And then it, remi- it made me think about, I was like, or it's like what I've heard my nephews and them say, like I have like 10 year old, seven year old nephews and stuff like that. And you guys have, you, Kevin and Ryan have older kids. Um, so I'm sure they've said it, but if they watched the thing, they'd probably see those scenes that, which scared us and even, even got Caleb uneasy. I know it's not well, scared I'm you, I'm a pansy. Um, but uh, they, they say that doesn't look real. My that's kids their, would say that's, that looks stupid. That's their first thing is like, it looks yeah. stupid. It doesn't look real. But CGI is supposed to make it look real, Mike. No, but that's the difference. That was real. That yeah, was like that was an actual that thing. Was yeah. real. People was a robotic thing. Some guys, and I know the guys, but they. Sp- <laughs> I don't. I know them. I don't know them. <laughs> I, I know their names. Uh, they spent hours doing that stuff. Hours yeah. and hours, days doing Months, those things. Weeks. Months <laughs> doing those things. Um, a year. And it didn't. It didn't just go to a computer. <laughs> they had to plan it all out. Um, so. Only because I've had a couple of drinks. A couple. Um, <laughs> Two, right? There's his name. Uh, had it saved. Um, <laughs> anytime you need some saving, um, the best thing you can do is crack yourself open <laughs> a nice cold a piece of America and Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> Try it out. Oscar Blues. That was a bad brewery. one, Kevin. That was a bad one. <laughs> I, don't write, I don't write them. I just, I, just say, I just read what they send me. <laughs> Um, crack yourself open a Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> Don't laugh; they'll stop sending them to me. So 
This guy's name, Rob Botton, was the one who did all the practical effects in this movie. What was movie. it originally, um, though? I forgot you told me. Oh, Botini. <laughs> he moved to America and had to change his name. Botini! Yeah, I just like saying <laughs> Italian names. Um, but no, he did all the practical effects. But what's what's awesome, so I'll get to the two-parter, I guess. Rob Botton. Bob. Botini. Botini? Um, that was all his work. I mean... Impressive. Which, that's a... Uh, you, you have your own studio... Most of these guys, like like we mentioned Tom Savini earlier, like he's the big one nowadays. But he's a dick. Um, he's been, well, I say nowadays, he's been around since before the thing. He's been doing this, but he has like a studio and he's got people that work for him and their job is to like, okay, we're commissioned for this movie. We're going to make, he's still a dick, yes. Um, <laughs> I, I love his work. It. Love his work. Love his work. I took a photo with him. So And he signed a photo for me. So he, he didn't dick. say a word to me. He just was, didn't acknowledge was, you at all. That was extremely awkward Total and weird. But, um, Talked to someone the whole time. Like, hey, you weren't even there. You know, and, and normally if it was if it was Chipper Jones, I'd be pissed. But it was Tom Savini, so. <laughs> but I wanted to punch him in the scrotum. Um, that's because you're, you're a good friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I could tell all of you were pissed at him. But I was like, I just leave him alone. He's Tom I didn't Savini. even know who he was, to be honest with you. I was <laughs> like, had no idea. I was like, who the fuck Caleb is this guy? Why is Kevin waiting in line to talk to this asshole? I was like, it's Tom Savini, Caleb. You know who was really nice? Robert England. Oh, yeah. He was he really was. nice. He was so yeah. nice. He embraced Robert Engel was extremely nice. He, he was loved like, us. He was like, yeah, he, was really he saw cool. our shirts. He's like, let's leave here and go drink some craft beers. <laughs> he, did. he did. He was also making fun of us okay. because Bushy, we like craft beers. A couple of cool guys Yeah, he was making fun of us, but he also was really nice. Yes. I would have drank a Michelob Ultra. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, we don't have to drink craft. We don't have to drink craft beer, Robert. I'll drink whatever you want to. I respect you. Um, but yeah, Sorry, sidetracked. Um, my bad guess. Rob Botany. Um, so my favorite part about what, and it makes so much sense why this movie, the practical effects are so good. So he's done all the practical effects in this movie, which the main topic of everything I'm about to ramble on, you can just skip forward like two minutes, hopefully just two <laughs> minutes, um, and go. skip this whole junk. Um, but the main part of it was, is that that's what makes this movie I say that's what it's not the only thing. The big thing is what Caleb mentioned, like the intensity of the isolation and the like who did it. That really makes this movie because that makes it good because like like he I, I love Caleb that you brought up 20, 12 Angry Men. Thanks. That's a great comparison because that is a movie who it's not it's not scary. It's not like supposed to be a thriller. You you push play on and you're like, I'm watching this old black and white movie. And it's maybe an hour and 40 minutes, but you are hooked. Psychological every, drama. You're yeah. hooked into every word those people are saying. And I feel like with this movie, even today, when I watch it, and I, as many times as I've seen it, that's how I know it's one of my favorites. I can still sit there and just be locked into everything they're doing. Um, I know what's about to happen. I still, I still get the same feeling. I put myself in the same mindset, and I love it. But the practical effects... Speaking from somebody, if it was their first time seeing it in 2021, yeah, um, I'm glad Caleb didn't see it this way. And you can yeah. chime in on this with That's me, fine, yeah. Um, and Brian and Kev as well, um, because y'all watch a lot of horror movies. Um, horror movies, <laughs> like how I emphasize movies, <laughs> movies. Um, they're 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 so good because they're not CGI, but they're they're cheesy. It doesn't make them scary. It's almost like we respect it. Like you see it, so outside of Caleb, we see it as more of a like, when you see a practical effect, you're like, well, good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, that doesn't scare me, but like, oh, that's kind of gross. That's gross. And it like, and, but in my head, what I see is like, damn, that looks real. 
Like that I looks did. like that alien popping out of his chest yeah. for Norris. You know, when oh, old yeah. man Norris is on the with the defibrillator scene, that yeah. thing's I was awesome. Mention that, yeah. Um, or when it like when they were reaching that dude's stomach and it like chopped off that dude's hands, like that was fucking gross. That's the the defibrillator scene. Just, <laughs> the defibrillator scene. <laughs> Right. We got one on tape. Right. Oh, I pulled her out. Right. <laughs> got one on there. That's the exact fucking thing we're talking about. No, but about. like, I don't. Watching this movie, like, I didn't even think that it was even I cheesy looking. I don't think that the practical effects were cheesy. Like, they were. Except, no, there was one of them. There was one that was terrible. Well, it was a reverse shot. Like, it was put it. Right. They put it in reverse to look like something was pulled. And yeah, yeah, it looks. It looks terrible. And I even said it. The rest, the whole movie, I I was on a little on edge when I knew things were coming up because I how real they look. But yeah, there was one scene where it looked like claymation tentacles yeah. came out it of was the bad. ground. It's bad. Yeah. Then the, right after that, that's though, what I will blame Blu-ray on. That like, makes sense. Yes. High definition You're stuff. Right. You'll catch those things. But, but which like, is still a, a testament to it is, the other special it effects is. in the movie. Right. Because no, because right after it, when the thing. Oh, I was trying to think of what it was called, but it was the thing. When the the thing. thing. Just the thing. When the thing shot up and you got a chance to see the human side, the, the I dog. I said werewolf side. Oh, the, the dog end, yeah, side. Yeah. Like the, the final version of it, you'll call yeah, it. Yeah, the cauliflower head. Cauliflower head, yeah. It's weird. That little weird. Which was Face? actually, so when that thing busts out and it's cauliflower, um, it's, cauliflower. it's um, red vine and dog teeth. What? I know it's weird. It's dog teeth, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think they, I don't think they pulled a bunch of dog's teeth. Well, I don't I know how not. they got. I don't know how they got them. But when you and you only sp- see it for a split second, which is the magic of that scene, because if you held on, when that thing opened its mouth and you saw all the teeth, and if that was more than the two seconds it was on there, you'd be like, "Well, that looks silly." Yeah, right. lingered, but you only see it. it you see it for bad. like two seconds, and it's scary. I've, yeah. I've got a comparison, and then I want to talk about the end of the movie. Are you talking about the flipper scene uh, or the one where the guy gets his arms chopped off? No. <laughs> All right, so um, there's there's one of the scenes where um, after like they destroy the dude's body, um, but it's like his head his head fell off. Oh yeah, the spider. The thing. Yeah, the, scene. The, the the yeah the spider. It's right after that scene. The, the so same, like same, the, same, the tentacles part, like come though. out of his head and it's like a walking spider head. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. To me, that didn't look any more or less cheesy than. The dinner scene in it, chapter two, with the spider. Oh yeah, oh, like, I mean, but we talked about this with it, chapter two. Every time those CGI moments popped up, it like almost took me out. There was one or two moments in that like, in mm-hmm. chapter two where you, it you was got, like, it's like tension, 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 fake. and then it's a CGI thing, and you're like, oh, that's yeah. And it's the same. I think the dinner and table scene. It's like can, like the little like when he opens up that little fortune cookie. There's a dead baby bird. It's like, oh, that's what the fuck. Yeah. yeah. But then what? as soon as things start getting whatever, like you're talking about. It's exactly that. I'm glad you brought that up because it's almost the same thing as this. It's like when the defibrillator thing, the guy's chest opens up, he bites off oh, the doctor's weird. arms. That was and really next thing you know, weird. his like head's on a tentacle and it's like up in, yeah. the, up in the sky, like growling at Kurt Russell. It, the only thought in my head nowadays is... Well, that's kind of unbelievable. Like, uh, it looks, but but I look at it as a like a, a movie fan. I'm just like, man, like they, how they get it to move like that, how they get it to like that's that's good makeup. It's all slimy and gross. But with if it had been a CGI thing, it would have. And I'm only basing this off of the chapter two for me watching it. It would have been like, oh, good movie, but that thing was definitely fake. Yeah, like it was taking you out of it. it takes you out of it. Yeah, and the thing. 
this movie thing. Um, it's funny. All day today, I was talking to my wife about it, and she said, I'm saying it with a lisp. I'm like, am I? And she's like, you're saying the thing. I'm like, the th- the thing. I'm like, I don't know how else to say it. The thing. How else do I say the thing? The thing. Uh, the thing. But yeah, the... Um, let me just throw this in there before we get way off track. So the, the, the coolest things about the first time you see the practical effects with the dog. So Caleb, walk us through. So we've already mentioned there's a dog that shows up at the camp, and the dog's right. the one that's kind of carrying the alien. Or I said carrying. Well, the, the alien is, is the dog. It is the alien, yeah. And all it has to do is... It's hosting like, the alien. It's finding it, things it to spread like out just spread to the humans, and it's trying to do that. Yeah. And eventually at one point, they're like, put the dog with the other dogs. And that's when it just Ugh. becomes its becomes it's something else. Self. So, um, tell us, walk us through your your head at that point. So, like the point where it starts to change. Yeah, because I, you were because actually it was funny to me because I'm I'm like kind of just I've seen it so many times like especially when I've seen a movie that we're doing when the scary parts come up I just like to watch I like to see Kayla's reactions. But a lot of time, I also do I do enjoy Ryan's. I know Kevin's seen it so many times too, so I kind of just Ryan's always like I saw it ten years ago. I'm ready to watch this, but he'll it'll kind of be new to him as well. And right before when the dog gets into this kennel, I knew this part was coming. Ryan's like, "Hey man, on Agents of Shield, something, something like that's not what you're talking about. You were just talking about something else. Agents of Shield, like just something. He was talking about something completely else. I just wanted to be like, hey, don't." Hey, something's coming. Something's coming. <laughs> I knew if I said something's coming, it's going to be this whole thing. But as soon as this dog starts ground, Caleb goes, oh, he's with the other dogs. Don't hurt the other dogs. Something's <laughs> about did. to happen. And so from there, Ryan and Caleb, from someone who's seen it before, uh, allegedly, mm. Ryan. <laughs> 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 wow. And Ouch. Caleb, who's never seen Shots it until fired. tonight. That wasn't a shot fired. It was a shot fired. Okay, sorry, right. It was a shotgun to the face. Well, I hope I missed. Shotgun like to a... the face. That, it was like an always sunny shotgun. Remember that episode? The shot? The I haven't seen shot? all of Always oh. Sunny. Oh, excuse me. Okay. I haven't either. Well, sorry, guys. I don't know what a shotgun is. They took an actual gun and filled it with tequila. And we're like being like, you got a shotgun. <laughs> like <laughs> shooting people in the face. Wow. With, with whiskey. It was That's... funny. Or tequila or whatever. It's, it's um, kind of disturbing. That whole show is. It, it is. That's makes a good point. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, the dog scene. So. How do we sorry, feel? Sorry, now I feel guilty. I feel like I was picking on Ryan. <laughs> I wasn't picking on you, Ryan. Oh, that's all right. You were just talking the whole time, so I was just like, well, I guess he, I guess he knows what's coming. But I, I, <laughs> I, want, Caleb, I want Caleb to feel the tension. And he did. I did. I did. Because that, that was horrifying. Yeah. Like I said, because all of a sudden the dog just kind of sits down and the other dogs start growling at it. And then... It literally just stops growling for a second, and then. So I will say this: like you could, you could tell the cut in the scene when it went from real dog to robotic. I guess. Oh yeah. Whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, there, yeah. there was a, like for a half a second, you could tell. I mean, again, obviously you knew it was going to happen as a movie goer, but like th- there was a brief moment where I was like, "That's not real anymore." And then when its face started peeling back, I didn't care anymore that it wasn't real. And then these little weird tentacles started shooting out of its back, and then its jaw was flapping, and then the jaws fell off, and then it was just a tongue flapping. Which, it, for any followers of Kayla's books, which you should read all of them, he I, told us that I did. Oh, one of the something like that just happened in my next book. I did. So I did. I've got something to look forward to. Man, Ryan, you've though, seen the movie before, ten years ago. What was that dog scene for you? 
you know what really got me in those scenes was it. Sorry, I shotgunned you. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. Um, <laughs> no, like it, in any movie or whatever, uh, I hate seeing dogs harmed. Me too, man. And, I just kept saying that over and over again. And the, the, the noises they make. Um, and you could really feel it. Oh, it, especially it, that one. Yeah, it's like and, a, a, in those the, scenes, like it's not an alien dog. Stuff at him. It's a no. Well, the dogs can squirt it at, but it's actually. I mean, it's obviously a fake dog, but it is not like an alien dog or a dog being like wrapped in tentacles. It's just a dog sitting there that Kurt Russell shoots. He shoots him in the neck. <laughs> shoots him I, in the that neck. was the most. I was like, yeah. no. Yeah, that's the first. That's the only time. And you're I'm like, wondering, you're like, damn, this is crazy. Damn, this is crazy. And then you're yeah. like, oh no. It's like straight up fear came out of me. It's like sadness. You're like, I was. Oh, they just shot a dog. I did. And I know you don't shoot the dog. I know that was. You don't shoot him in the '80s. Horror movies. That's that's a no go. In times don't kill the dog. In times of change, but I feel like in the in the very beginning of the credits nowadays would be like no animals were harmed yeah, in would, this yeah. movie. Michael Myers did that in Halloween Four. It's like but, oh, uh, don't kill the yeah. dog, don't kill him. But uh, there were show it off camera yeah, at least. Man. We don't want to see it. The the whole fearfulness and the dogs getting harmed in that whole scene was like yeah. that's what got to it me. Melted one of them. Would you say it was terrible? Would you say that's one of the best practical effects in the movie? Just the dog thing okay, based so- on based on the rest of them. The dogs, I would say yes. Okay, but it's just, for me, it was a tie between the, the dog scene mm-hmm. was the most haunting thing. Yeah. Disturbing, that's a better word for it. Disturbing thing. Um, and then also, hmm, I don't know. Probably when the guys, and not that it was, not because it was believable. I don't, it's kind of believable. When it was during the defibrillator scene when the guy's head was oh, falling yeah, off. Yeah. Like yeah. that oh, was... Yeah, yeah. Like that whole scene, the, it wasn't so much the, the tentacle bench. head coming out; yeah. it was the head stretching and yeah, like, right. like that. Yeah, whole, that and then when was it was on the up. ground, still moving, like I was yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And like Ryan said, it turning into turned the to a spider, spider legs basically. And all stuff. Yeah. Now when it walked off, it was that took me out of it. I mean, it's, it yeah, looked like something on a remote spacey. control car. Sure. I won't lie. Yeah. But like before that, though, like when the legs shot out, I was just like, "But I love Palmer." He's like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And they light it up on fire. It kind of brought me back to Dumb and Dumber, where. Lloyd's like, we have no food, we have no jobs, our heads, pets' heads are falling <laughs> off, our heads' pets are falling off, our heads', <laughs> our heads pets are falling off. Well, here's a, full, a cool fact about all these special effects, and I'll, I will move on They're to real. the next thing. Um, they are real. They're real special effects. The dogs weren't hurt. Um, the dogs were not hurt. I like to believe that. Uh, hopefully, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know that for a fact. We'll I'm call just Kurt assume. Russell and find out. I, I didn't make it to the end of the credits to see the uh, line of the. No dogs were harmed True. in this movie, but yeah. I assume for it to be shown on camera, it had to be it had to be passed. Um, but what's really cool? So it's a it's another long tangent. That's why I'm saying it's my last one, and I want y'all to just talk about whatever the, the hell you want. Then your movie, and I'm not gonna. I'm really gonna sign yeah. off. I have I'm really gonna sign off on this next after this next part. Um, so the thing that saved this movie the thing. was the thing. <laughs> That saved <laughs> this movie. That saved the um, thing. So they shot the whole movie based off of the script oh. and all this stuff. And then as when it finished, uh, the production staff at Universal went on strike. Oh. Um, the, the employees, all the people that worked at Universal Studios, the production studios, uh, they all said, we're not getting paid enough. We're not doing this. So it's all these movie producers. They went on strike. Well, John Carpenter, he's not under contract with these guys except for this movie. He doesn't have anything to do with Universal Studios, and he's just like, oh, well, 
I'm going to take this time and I'm going to re-edit my movie. And he starts watching it and he realizes, man, like, and so I don't know what his original cut was. It, there's there's not an original cut, I guess, because of the strike. What we see is his revised strut, uh, cut. Strut? Strut. We see his revised <laughs> strut. Strut this stuff, <laughs> baby. Uh, but yes. so his little cut, the cut we see now, there's not a director's cut. There's none of these things out so there. the movie. Um, it's just the movie is what he came up with after all this stuff. But he says, um, you know what? It's kind of silly. I want to do some reshoots. I want to make it more intense. Which is when he started doing the whole like who done it, who who is it? Which the uh, all the twelve area men, which I still love that because uh, I just watched that movie like last week, <laughs> and, I, and not for the first time, but it was the first time in a long time. I was just like, I think I watched it in high school too. Yeah, like as like a thing, and it was just like oh, I don't want to watch this movie. But watching it two weeks ago when we were in Gulf Shores, just randomly, I was like, I want something to watch. I think that's why I've seen the, damn good the Tony Danza version. Um, Tony what? Danza? What? I don't think Tony Danza. Was he Danza? in the 90s version? I have think so. No idea. I'm going to look that up. But now I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Right now. Okay. curious. <laughs> Be careful to look it up. Yeah. Tony so Danza. I'm, I'm extremely nice. curious. Um, but yeah, so John Carpenter takes all this time and he even oh, gets. Hold on. Oh. He was in the 90s version. He was in the 1997 one? Told you. It was a TV movie. You know who was directed by? Toby Sydney Hooper. LeMay. William freaking Friedkin. No way. Yeah. Wow. I think of when the Exorcist. Who did the Exorcist, yes. I think oh, yeah. when we read the book in Tony high Danza. school, I think that's the conversation. I think that's the one we watched. And I just remember Tony Danza being in it. Damn. You're right. Wow. You would remember that, Ryan. God damn. But you didn't remember And Christian Slater was in 3,000 Miles of Grace. Okay. Okay. I trust you, Ryan. I trust all of that. I just can't believe you had, you've never seen news radio. That's a shock to me. You must anyway. have graduated college. Go on. High school. With the chlorophyll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which it kind of is because it's the thing can be a plant. It could be. Um, so, yeah, the, the production team's on top. So, John Carpenter has all this time to just, well, I'm just going to tinker with my movie. And as he's tinkering with it and messing with it, and so it's what's really cool, too, is at this time, so the music was done by, which opening credits, I don't know if y'all noticed, there was only like four names mentioned. It's crazy. Right. Usually there's a long thing. It was, you know, starring Kurt Russell, directed by John Carpenter, uh, produced by David Foster and Lawrence Tarbon. I forget the other guy's name. Um, I know David Foster just because it's a different David Foster, yeah. but that one David Foster is like a music producer. The beer. Um, huh? The beer. The beer. The beer guy? Oh, Foster. the Foster guys. Yes. The Australian, Australian guy. Australian Sorry. Um, Way to ruin that joke. And then Bill Rott. Rotten. His name's not Rotten. Yeah. Uh, then we have that hundred thousand. Then, then we have that hundred thousand year old footage of the spaceship. We do yeah, have before where talks about was. who did the score. Uh, <laughs> when we're talking about, but yeah, before in all that, there's the score mention of uh, Eno Morricone, who did, who's famous for Good and Bad and the Ugly, and basically working with Sergio Leone, except for The Godfather, but he did uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, Good and Bad and the Ugly, actually. I'm sorry. That's the beer talking. That's the Dales. That's the cold Dales ale talking. Pale ale talking. Uh, uh, Sergio Leone did not direct Godfather's Francis Ford Coppola. Um, that's just movie nerd and me correcting myself. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but Eno Morricone, The Mission. Anybody seen The Mission? Robert De Niro, Leslie yeah. Nielsen. 
Uh, Leslie Nielsen, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, I'm in. <laughs> Liam Nielsen, Liam Neeson. Uh, fantastic. That's probably his best score. The guy makes beautiful, beautiful music. So when you first see his name pop up on here, you're like, what the hell? But uh, we have this awesome soundbar that Caleb brought, and the Blu-ray was so like high tech, it, it didn't mash well with the blue at the soundbar at first. So this synth music is playing. John Carpenter actually still put his own music into there. So Eno Morricone wrote this whole whole score for the movie, which I'm surprised he did because he doesn't he doesn't do horror movies. He doesn't do all that kind of stuff. He the last one that I know that he did, I'm sure he's done more was the Hateful Eight, and he hmm. and he hated doing that movie. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, Quentin Tarantino just wanted him to do it because it was a western, and the guy's known for doing westerns. Right. Um, remember the scene in Kill Bill Two where she, or um, uh, what's his name, Mister Blue? Yeah, is burying her, and it's oh, like that right. beautiful trumpet. Yes. She's doing the one inch punch mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's you know Morricone, but that's oh, from cool. an old western movie. They just uh, okay. Quentin Tarantino just reused it for that movie, but it's way more. I've seen the old western. He that it's originally used in man it's it's used so much better in Kill Bill too. Yeah. Um, that's a great scene. Yeah, I love great the scene. trumpet and her punching out of that coffin. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but uh, where am I rambling on to? Where was I going? Uh, scores. Oh, John Carpenter. So in all that time, <laughs> he started cutting out Eno's score and being like, well, which based off of Halloween and Assault on Precinct Thirteen. And his, I mean, just almost every John Carpenter movie, he does the score for him. Right. And he does a good one. I mean, Halloween, that that music is unforgettable. Like, if you, you, but you've never seen the movie, it's like Jaws. You're just like, that's Halloween. Yeah. Um, and so he starts, so you can actually tell if we ever, if any of you rewatch this movie, pay attention. It's funny. You can definitely pick out the, the moments where it's John Carpenter music and where it's Eno Morricone music. Um, but he's. Why did I get onto this? Why did I, I get onto this? Anymore. It's been why, a long what time. were we talking about? He. You were talking about how he, he during he, the strike. He yeah, he said it. But why was? Why did I bring up the strike? I don't even remember anymore. God dang it! Listen um, back, viewers. There's listen back, and we'll figure this. out why we're lost. We're not going to be able to listen back, so I'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> so he, um, the reshoots is uh, apparently what saved this movie. What made wow. it as good as it is to us? Like I said, it bombed, um, and critics hated it. For John Carpenter, but oh, the f- special effects still got pulled up on my phone. That's why we were talking about special effects. We were so, um, he wants to do some reshoots, he wants to talk about a few things. So, he wants to redo this scene in the beginning. He thinks the alien doesn't show up, the thing doesn't show up in time, and so he starts hiring all these reshoots and he starts getting all the actors and all the production people back, and everybody's just burnt out and they're tired. Well, Rob Botany. Boltini. Boltini. Um, he calls on his mentor and says, can you help me out? I need some help with this movie. I'm just stretched I'm stretched thin. I can't do it. I can't do this any longer. I need some help. Um, it's just one scene, and it's about this dog who the alien's in this dog, and the alien comes out and starts grabbing the dog, and they end up shooting it, and it becomes this big thing. There's a cauliflower head at the end. It's going to be a lot of stuff I don't know what to do. That guy he called... His name's Stan Winston. That name yeah. mean anything to y'all? I got nothing. Why no. would I know? Stan Winston, special effects guy. So um, he came in and he made basically every little scene that we saw of that dog from its first little uh, head, splitting part. head splitting part that you talked about, Caleb. 
to it being burned by Keith David. Um, every little scene of that was done by this guy named Stan Winston. He's popular for which he did it for free, which is awesome. His mentor was working on this movie, or his protege, I guess. Not he's not right. The he guy he was mentoring, mentee. So he yeah. he's like the mentee. He's demented. <laughs> so he comes up and he says, "I'll help you. I'll do this for free. Sure, I'll help you out. No big deal." Because they were all because John Carpenter wanted to do all these reshoots, which helps the movie overall. But it was just driving all the production crew insane. Um, so he comes in and he does the dog stuff. Stan Winston, this man. If anybody who knows who he is is excited, and they're like, holy shit. But I'll <laughs> tell you who he is. Um, the couple of movies he's worked on. Um, let's say the first first big one. First big movie. Terminator. Oh, okay. Well. The one we all know. Jurassic right. Park. Oh, there we go. Legend. Oh, I love that movie. Um, oh, yeah. The Tom Cruise movie? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, feel, I can just stop at Jurassic Park. Yeah, just, like, yeah, that's fine, too. Like, the guy who did the dog stuff in The Thing is the one who created the T-Rex for That's Jurassic cool. Park. That's wow. cool. Um, which is another huge step for practical effects. Even though you look at Jurassic Park like that, shouldn't that be CGI? It's like, no, that's nope, that's, that's practical right. effects. Um, I'll give Steven Spielberg credit on that one. Toby Huber wasn't involved in that movie. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't have been a hit if he was. God damn. <laughs> we didn't miss a beat. Damn. Dave, you do that on purpose. You do that on purpose. Shots he does it on fire. purpose. He loves Toby Hooper, too. Don't, don't let him fool you. I know he does. He loves Toby Hooper. But just, these fights are fun. He likes to push my titties. Bring him over here. <laughs> you going to push him for me? Sure, why not? I'd rather you push him. <laughs> At least he's not mean about it. I'm not mean. Gentle, we love Toby. I'm a gentle lover. We love you, Toby. R.I.P. Um, oh, he's dead. That's right. Yeah, he's dead. Killed him. No, he's dead. All this oh, disrespect. Oh, you guys don't He'll even know He'll never he's dead. hear what that means. <laughs> I talk to him every night. <laughs> so, um, yeah, great part of the movie, practical effects. Stan Winston, so my whole point to that was the guy who created, like, all these great effects, Terminator, Jurassic Park, um, and hundreds of others movies, hundreds of others movies, um, was mentoring this guy who did the special effects for The Thing, who also did a lot of really good movies, too. This guy went on to do really good stuff. Um, and it's just it, it holds true to not only this, the the thing that holds up to this movie is not just the acting that we've talked about or the tension of the whodunit which we've talked about and now we've talked about the special effects and so now that we're into three hours and twelve minutes <laughs> I'm gonna let Caleb wrap it up I'm I'm actually gonna sign off and enjoy my beer till the end well because I want your opinion for the I last part. I love what we do. Okay, I'll, well, I'll stay remember, here. Remember, I have... No, I know. Oh, Ryan's no, I'm going to lead us into it. Don't worry, Ryan. I want, I got I want you. everybody I got to talk. You. Don't worry. I'm going to show up for a long time. So, no. I so, love this show, and I appreciate you guys. Um, we, don't have any, we don't have any movies coming up that I love this much. So. Well, that's sad. This is great. I actually love them all, but... But that's okay. We will announce the next movie at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. Like okay. we always do. So I want to excited about that. Oh, good. I'm not. So I want to talk about the the end of the movie, like literally the very end. And then Ryan, I'll let you go next. So so I kind of said it briefly earlier, but the, the movie literally ends with Kurt Russell and um and Childs. Oh crap! What's his name? Dennis. Keith David. Keith David. Shit. Where did I get Keith Dennis? Keith, Keith David. Childs. Keith David. Is, yeah, that's his yeah. So character it, it, in it. So it ends with it ends with the two of them who you never really get a definitive answer about either of them if they were who they say they were or even if they didn't know they were infected yet 
and it literally ends because because Charles was the last name of his character in the movie. He kind of disappears at one point. You think you see him running off, but you're never a hundred percent sure it's him. And so he literally just disappears. And then after the big climax of the scene where they where they kill the thing, at least they say they do. It ends with both Kurt Russell and him being like, "Hey, look, we're out here. The fires are about to go down." And we're literally going to die. And so Kurt, I, believe, I could be wrong, but I think it was the last line of the movie was basically he was like, "Hey, look, we're just gonna sit here for a little while. You know, we got we have no more surprises for each other." He's like, "We're just gonna sit here, and we'll see what happens, and yep. see what happens." And then the movie ends. Yep, it ends. And so, and like I said, so just to backtrack, so um, Kurt Russell makes the point at some point before all the chaos happens that what he thinks the aliens trying to do is and i said this earlier but you probably forgot by this point of the podcast he he thinks the aliens trying to get frozen so that when the next rescue, so basically the movie repeats itself so that when the next rescue crew comes they'll bring him out and he'll be able to infect them but yeah the movie literally ends with them just looking at each other and you literally have no answer of was child's infected or was Kurt Russell infected? Right. Like, they just are just like... You don't just, know. They're okay. literally, and I don't think Kurt Russell knows either, but I'll let Ryan go from here. All right. I've had some beers. Yes, we have. Let me get my thoughts out. Yeah. Okay. Earlier in the movie, one of the guys says, uh, when we eat, we should only eat out of individual cans. cans. Right. So, can't share saliva, apparently. Right. Okay. And so, like, like you were saying, this whole part of the movie, like Kurt Russell's kind of the hero, but he's kind of like anti-hero. You know, uh, he's a badass. Right? Uh, should we be trusting him the whole time? And so we got Kurt Russell at the end of the scene in Childs, and he's saying, "Let's see what happens." Then he gives him the bottle of the JBs. The scotch. Oh, that's true. Kurt Russell has been drinking throughout the entire movie. And he like takes a sip. That's a fair point, Ryan. He does have a really weird smile on his face after he drinks, after he sees him take that sip. So if he was the alien, he's just like, I'm done. Got you. So like the audience, you're just thinking like, uh, okay, you can just take it as it. All right, yeah, they, maybe they survived. Maybe they survived and got out. Maybe, maybe Kurt Russell was infected the whole time. The whole time, and he just infected Childs. Yeah. How does he explain his blood though? Where he did the blood test? That yeah okay yeah I was gonna bring that up. Did Kurt Russell do the blood test? Yeah, because remember he, he was his like, character. Yeah, he did. Gonna, he's like now I'm gonna okay prove to you all what I know is right and did his own. Uh, Did he do his own? Mm-hmm. At least it said on the sample dish, the little petri dish thing. Okay, that all their names were on. But I don't. Okay, but I trust you. Anything could have happened in between. Then. Anything could happen in between. Yeah. And let's remember, just like we didn't see anybody else get infected. Yeah. Or taken over. Yeah. Anything could have happened in between then, and let's remember that that he was drinking that bottle of scotch throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Here yeah. and there. Yeah. And which so, was a bottle of. Cole Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> <laughs> no, J&B's Scotch. J&B yeah, Stay away. Yeah. Don't drink that stuff. Oh, that was a good point, Ryan. That was really good. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's just no, something that's... I, I observed. Yeah, no, that's uh, a good point. It's just another observation you can take at the end of the movie. Um, like I like it that way. That's and the fun like, part. You, taking... really, you really don't know. No, yeah. you take an observation at the end, and you rewatch it and try to 
just see. And that's the only thing that would throw me off of the – because I thought the same thing. I was like, what if it's been him the whole time? And he's – when he gets Childs to take a sip, all of a sudden that's when he's – because he does have this, like, laugh. He does have a weird smile he's on his like face. He's got, like, a strange, like, I'm very happy smile. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, got them all. I just killed everybody else, and now I just got him. So that's all I need. Now the, two also, of us, now the two of us can take over the world, but this is the blood test thing for me. I'm like, he did show, which who knows what he did. He was the one administering the test, so. He may have used different blood. Maybe he did. Maybe somebody else's blood. Who knows what he did, but. Yeah, I honestly don't remember him using his own blood, off. but that's okay. There's a lot of what ifs in this movie. I don't movie. think they showed him cutting his finger, but yeah. he had something with his. Yeah. With his name on the oh, on okay. the little tray with okay. blood in so it, so could it it could have been? I said there was also those bags of blood we saw earlier. Yeah, somebody destroyed them. We don't know who did. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think I do think that's the success in my opinion of the whole movie is when it in. Normally I hate movies like that. Like normally I hate movies that end like that where you're like son of a bitch. See, I There's hated no the end. ending the first time I really? saw it. Now I appreciate. I, it I can so see. Much more. I can see that. But yeah, like I this one it was only because of the way the whole movie went. Like because there because there was a line where. I forget his name. Not Nalls. Windows. Nalls. No, Nalls. He's following Kurt Russell back to M- McGreedy, back to his room because he's like, "Hey, I turned my light off," and oh, that yeah. that was the point where that was the point where they really start putting the 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 seeds of doubt in your head because he's like, "No, I cut him loose." He was like, "Something happened. I cut him loose." He goes, "He may." He, now again, the line was very pointed, but it was it was there for a reason. Obviously, he's like, "No, no human could have found his way back." And yet, here Kurt Russell is. There he was, yeah. And so it, it was yeah, one of those. That, that, that was yeah. the point where I was like, "That was a very." But but again, it depends on how you want to take the line. Yeah. So, but but then again, there's a few other plot points I'll mention real quick before I wrap this up. Like like the whole why build a spaceship? I thought that was really weird. A Blair building ship. So yeah. So and again, th- and this is where it goes back to they don't explain enough. But obviously, that's the point of the movie because you build a spaceship so you can. Get the fuck off the planet. Yeah. You don't yeah. you don't build it for any other reason. I think Blair was just trying to get <sighs> off that outpost. Antarctic. I, and that makes sense too, I guess. His whole plan was to take over all the humans, but all of a sudden all these humans are wise to him. Right. And are doing all these tests, and then every time they do a test, one of them is exposed and they're burnt. Right. They're burnt to a crisp. So he's seeing as like, All right, they don't know it's me right now. I'm going to which wasn't him the whole time, wasn't him after the noose thing. The news thing is so crazy that's that it's weird, unexplainable. Yeah, yeah we still what, know what was it, but he's building the spaceship apparently the whole time, which is another thing. And when you look at it, it's like, how long has it been? Yeah, like, that was the other, that didn't make like, any he sense. He built the whole ship, but apparently, I mean, I guess I'm thinking if if that's his, if he's an alien and he knows how to build those things, he's going to be able to do it quickly. Um, See, that's why I said that. So my thing is, and I guess and this is just me getting way too deep into the. I guess it's supposed the to be a shock thing. Biology. Like, oh, yeah, put the ship right. Like, but, but like, it's it's uh, so is it that? And that's I guess that's where I kept asking questions about this because I know you guys didn't have answers, but I was curious. Like, I mean, is it because my question? My, I guess the whole question is: Is this really just one thing? Because if it is just one thing, when it copies itself, is that still the same thing, or is it now its own thing? So by the by the time, like, because that's the question: Is when all said and done, if this thing, if it is a singular thing, is literally just moving itself and taking other things over, then there's literally only one thing. Or is it when it takes over another body, does that become its own individual thing? I think it, it has to be fully from what it's... So the dog. Right. Um, the dog turns into its thing. They burn it down. They're like, 
Okay, well, let's, let's autotops the body. They autotops it. They do all these things. They do an autopsy. They cover it, and then that guy gets tangled up by the tentacles. Right. He runs outside. They end up burning everything. So I think they said that at one point when uh, one of the scientists and Kurt Russell are sitting in their little snow tractor. He's reading Blair's notes, and he's like, "The, th- the even the even the things we think are dead still have cellular right activity. Like right. they're not dead. Right. So the things that are so the way I see it in my head is that these things. So there's one thing, and it spreads. So I say I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the original carrier, and I pass it to Ryan. But as I'm passing it on to him, you guys kill me. Oh, let's, let's reverse it. I'm the original carrier. You burn me, but you don't kill me. So I'm laying on the table, and I infect Ryan. So Ryan, now all of a sudden, I'm at, my DNA is in Ryan, and I'm like, I'm gonna be. He's gonna be my carrier, but I can't anymore because they interrupted my right trans, transition. And so, but then you uh, you discover that Ryan's the one, so you burn his body and you burn my body, and you think, oh, that's it. But I've also I've done whatever. I don't. I think there was one thing to re- begin with. Right. And they just, I don't think it's like once you, once they became infected in the cell, that it's just, they move from the dead one to the new one. I think it's more of like, hey, we're passing on, we're passing on to this because they said once what we think is dead, they're never really dead. Right. They still have cellular activity. And so that's why you see them at one point, they're like, we're burning all of them. Right. Because Kurt Russell at one point is in the pain. He's like, is that everything? Is that all? Every single one yeah. of them? Or even the, even our friends who we've just killed. Um, but by the end of it, why is Blair still the only one? Right? Yeah. Why is Blair the only one? Right. How did he? How did it happen? So maybe it was him the whole time. Maybe he was the one the whole time. Because he ends up putting all of his fingers in oh, God, that, uh, <laughs> the, that guy's mouth. Gary, Gary Gary's mouth. Gary's like whole cheeks. And yeah, it was a really weird was a kill weird, scene. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird scene. That you don't expect scene. that. He pops up and it's a jump scare. And we're like, oh, it's Blair. Yeah, yeah, Blair Before you know out it, around the corner. Like, all of his fingers are in that mouth. And it's not just like, hey, my fist is in your mouth. It's like, I'm stretching your mouth as far as it'll go. Yeah, and I'm, like, my fingers are poking through your cheeks. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird. It's really weird. It was weird. But I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things you could debate about this movie. I mean... Let's let's just say this. I don't want to know how long we've been talking. A I know what time, time I know what time we started and I know what time it is now. Oh um, shit. Yeah. yeah, oh shit. <laughs> um we, that just means Caleb looked at his watch. I did. Um I think for this movie to have this kind of impact to where we're not goof we've had plenty of episodes out of thirty four um where we just sit here and drunkenly goof off. <laughs> We've been, we've been talking. We've been talking. Yeah, been a lot. Uh, say. Not saying it's not drunken talk. Well, that's true. But, we're talking. Um, there's a lot to say about this movie. Well, the, we can tell that this is one of your favorite movies. That's 100. I would. True. I would. I mean, I'm not trying to hide that. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Talking, talking way too much about. And it. I think I'm not mean. I think, meaning I think that as a knock, like no, no like I'm you saying, had a lot of cool facts yeah, about no, this. I loved it. I'm glad to finally get to talk to somebody else about it because my wife does not give a shit. Uh, so it's cool to finally get to talk about, it. but but this is what I love because I mean, even though it was me talking a whole lot, this is what got our show started. Was right. the four of us sitting around and Caleb not knowing what movie we're talking about, but mainly me, Ryan, and Kev being like, "Well, you know what's great about you know 
blah 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 is blah 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 like yeah. before you know it, we're like we're like this is all we're talking about is scary movies like we're just sitting here I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked like you know rewatching this at this time and uh with all the sequels and remakes and I know they did a prequel you know 10 years ago I'm I'm surprised that this movie never went anywhere and well, like there you was, said, I didn't realize that it bombed. Yeah, but, supposedly it was terrible. I but mean, obviously, excuse me, this is a cult classic. Uh, oh, no, definitely. Not even a cult classic. Like there was, there's been a prequel remake. Right. Slash, yeah, like but quote even, unquote. Even the way this ended, though, like man, I, I'm surprised this no one ever like took this any further. Well, there has been. So I haven't looked at it into myself. So Sci-Fi Channel tried to do a series. Based off of the end of the movie, it didn't end up working out. What was it called? It never got made. Oh, um, okay. Or it maybe got it was shot and oh, it okay. never aired. Different movie then. Um, or different show. They tr- they tried. It was going to be a TV show. Um, and then there was a comic book series. And it's like maybe six to eight issues, and I would love to read them. It's called The Thing from Another World. They took the name from the original 1950s movie, but um, it's. I mean, each issue is like forty, fifty bucks. I'm not, I can't. Nope. I can't throw out that dough for a eight page book. No, you can't. Um, I can't find any digital versions anywhere. So, but apparently that was part of the whole like let's try to revive it. So it's been trying to get revived. Yeah. Every <laughs> it seems like every ten years they're like let's try to bring the thing back. Let's try to bring it back because I think it. I don't think it's like because they love the story of the alien. I think it's because they love the story of like there's. 11 guys trapped in a room, trapped in a building, I guess, right. you know, in a, a center. And, and we never knew what who, really happened. You never know what really happens. And even at the end, like Caleb just said, like, it's 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 painted as this whole, like, oh, Kurt Russell and Keith David survived. But did they? Who's, yeah. who's who? What happens to the rest of the world? And that's what's good about sci-fi movies. Sci-fi, good sci-fi movies always paint that picture of, like, well, this alien's going to take over the world. And horror movies always paint this picture of, like there's a monster coming the to mon- get us. Yeah, the monster's so coming these, back. So these sci-fi, when sci-fi horror blends together like that, that's why I love them because it's like, oh shit, like yeah. it's it's intense and scary. I don't care about sci-fi horror movies when it's like, oh, we have an alien attack and they show little little people running around, little aliens running around shooting people. Uh, although District Nine's a great movie, I love that movie. That's not a horror movie though. That's just a really no, good sci-fi. Just a great movie. movie. Um, that's what I thought about when I thought about aliens running around with guns. Um. <laughs> Great, great movie. 12 Angry Men. Awesome movie. Watch 12 Angry Men if you have not seen that movie. Um, but, I mean, our show is becoming something, I mean, at least, I mean, last <coughs> last week I talked about my boner a couple times because of the opening credits for Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. About a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it's fun. It's fun. This was this was a fun episode. And I'm segueing into hey, something to talk about. Real quick. Um, Blumhouse is remaking the thing. I've read that. But they've been doing that since last year. Yeah, it's though. been like, it's been announced since COVID, 2020. COVID, I think, shut down some stuff, mm-hmm. but they've been talking about remaking it. Um, which, when I hear, I, like, when I hear continuation, I'm like, cool. Let yeah. me see that. When I hear about remake, I'm kind of like, I'll just, I'll see it when it comes yeah. on HBO or something. You know, yeah. like, I'm not going to be excited about a, a remake, really. It's cool that it's getting attention, especially one of my favorite movies. Like, I, I like that whole thing, but, I mean... Horror, they always want to remake a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, if somebody was like, you know what I'm going to remake, Ryan? Castaway. 
<laughs> What's your first, your first reaction is why? Why? Like terrible idea. How are you gonna re like the guy on island and Wilson? Like what else are you gonna do? It's true to remake that movie. Same thing with the thing. What else are you gonna do to remake this? Movie? Yeah, you can't. You're gonna CGI um, Wilson. I, I mean, perfect example, and it's and it's and it's topical, and it's relevant or whatever. Uh, the the new Halloween movies. They're not. It's not a remake. It's a continuation of the first, mm. and now the sequel is going to be coming out this year, which I can't wait. Halloween Kills. Yes. Uh, we've done we've done Halloween 2018 for our podcast. That's we, right. We did an episode on that, right? Yeah. You yep. watched you watched the original. I we watched did the Halloween 77, and then we did the new one. That's um, my homework. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I love when they do that. When they, just, yeah. flower, when they just take pot of plant. <laughs> That's hey, right. She picked up a pot of plant. She picked, picked up, up a pot of plant. Of plant. <laughs> I'm Was excited about the... Uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'll never forget about that. Picked up a pot of plant. Jamie Curtis picked up a pot of plant. Go back and listen to that episode. I'm that excited about one. the next entry to the Scream movies. I've been reading up. Yeah, on, I saw uh, that. Yeah, I like those directors. Those two guys who are doing it. Yeah. That's, I think it's going to be good. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, Caleb's excited too. You know what he's going to be really excited about? Our, is next, our next movie. movie. Um, Which so, is? So usually, um, if you've been following the show, again, thank you so much. If you made it and this long into this episode, you're a real trooper. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. I loved every second I'm of sorry. it. It's just a long one. All right. I won't be nerding out like this for a long time. Oh. Uh, all the movies we're watching, I love. Well, that makes me sad. Very much. We just we've done the thing, so we can cross that off the list. I love it when you we should out. let Kevin and Ryan pick one they can nerd off on and talk for an hour and a half about. Uh, and I'll pick mine. Oh, I got some picks. Well, Pet Cemetery Two is already on the list, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, wait, I'm going to scratch that one off and put Young Guns Two on there because oh. that was a good description <laughs> of one scene of Young Guns Two. Because I can't wait to hear what else you have on Young Guns. 2. Oh God, I got so many on Young Guns. Oh, I've seen that movie in like 20 years. But our next Man. movie, so, um, yeah, episodes was 34. 34, 35. Um, I'd say one through four where we were learning the ropes. Five was hereditary. Yeah. We, we had an awesome night that I'll never forget, but I do f- or never I don't remember. <laughs> I'll never forget, but I don't remember it. Um, and then six through... 20, 30, I guess, 30. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just were on a roll. We were just doing our thing, having a good time. And lately, it seems 31, 32, 33, and now 34, we've just been kind of like still drinking our beer, still having a lot of fun, but having some more serious conversations. It's been fun. That's true. Um, so enough of that. <laughs> and the next movie we're going to do is uh, A Mess. What is um, it? They've all scared Caleb recently, but now re- let's really fuck with him. Oh, yeah. um, shit. We're gonna yeah. watch. We're going to watch our next one. Um, if we all didn't have something to do tomorrow, I'd say let's just fuck it and do it right now. Let's watch the movie. No, um, we're going to be doing Insidious. Oh, oh, y'all talked about that one so much. That was going to be on one. if I ever had some picks. Yes. Well, Ryan, wait till you see the next five. Oh, shit. I know you didn't get your picks, but they're all with you in mind. So, I went at, like, we kind of, I kind of planned, planned a lot. But these next few are with Ryan in mind. And he's always been talking about this movie since we started. It's true. Um, It's a awesome, scary movie. The first Insidious. Yes. Yeah. I actually love the second one, too. Yeah. Second one's great. Um, Um, So, 
usually what we do is we're like, oh, on the fifth one, we're going to give Caleb a break and let him kind of relax and watch something fun, something that will entertain Not him. Not this well, time, this apparently. this was the fourth one. So Yay, guys. Insidious, episode 35. Stay tuned. Um, I It still scares me. That movie still scares me. Great. Um, I can't, I'll, as a teaser to Caleb, the first time I tried to decide to watch that movie, it was on Netflix. This was a this was years ago. I was still living on my own. I was single. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie because it's James Wan, the guy who did Saw. Before Conjuring. He did this one before Conjuring. I was like, I'm going to watch this movie. And you guys have seen it within, because of the music and the first shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, tur- I, turned, I turned it off in five seconds. Son of a fucking bitch. I said, I said I'm not watching this movie. Oh, I'm not watching gosh. this. I ended up watching it one day. I'm not going to make But it. I remember watching it with a friend of mine. I told him, I was like, I'm not going to watch the first five seconds. Just to say that there's there's some that love that movie and hate it. Um, Don't tell them why. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say why now. We'll, we'll we'll get into it yeah. when we watch it. But I know exactly why, what you're talking about. Yeah, but I I love it. I love the first two. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So Yay. we got a nice classic out of the way. We let me Yay. ramble on about. Uh, the horror nerd. Thanks for letting me get that out of my system, you guys. You know what'll make Not the next movie a little better? Three of y'all. Yeah. You know what'll make it a little better? What? The window unit. Uh, <laughs> I guess True. we get a little AC in this room. True. Huh? A little AC in our studio. We do record in a closet. Kick. Um, within all, we're all in about quarter inch of knee length of each other. So, is that a right measurement? Quarter length of knee length? Quarter length of a leaning? I can't. We're all sitting cross-legged, so the quarter length's all that. And I haven't had pants on all night. Nope. Caleb took his pants off halfway through the movie. When he saw the scary dog, he took his pants off. I did. I was like, pants are Um, off, boys. I kept my pants on and took my shirt off. I wrapped it around my head like Marty Stuffer. (laughs) Mod America. (laughs) God. (laughs) Sometimes I wonder where my brain goes. (laughs) (laughs) I I can only blame one person. And that's Dale Pale. Dale Pale Ale. Dale's Pale Ale. He owns the beer. Um, that's not all we drank tonight. I just like to talk about Dale's because that's our sponsor. Thanks to Elysian Brewery in Seattle for yeah. the uh, full contact. The full that. contact I only picked because of the name because what yeah, happens at the end now. of the movie. It was really good, though. Did the alien have full contact? We don't know. We don't know. So... Um, I say that I just I was just uh to, stretching to, to try to get yeah. the stretch, but really it was like just good. It. it was eight point eight percent. I was like, hell yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> that'll fuck us up. That'll that'll be good for us. So, um, I have so much fun doing this show. I hope you have so much fun listening to it as much as we have. Me too. Have uh, sitting in this room recording it, hot, sweaty. Oh, very Next sweaty. time we won't be hot and sweaty. Yeah, we won't. We're gonna I turn. Won't. We're gonna turn that AC unit on. on. <laughs> um. <laughs> It was like Lloyd Christmas in the room earlier. It was hilarious. Um, we had a good time. A good laugh on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I laugh, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're, man. We're so wasted. <laughs> Go away. 8.8% beer. Um, remember to keep watching horror movies and keep drinking good beer. Yes. Um, you guys have anything else you want to add? Night, night. <laughs> night night yeah night, it's night. late it we need to be wrap, wrapping this one up um, big thanks to Mike Gidry again for participating in our trivia contest Ooh. and uh, Jake Dozen yes Jake Dozen. sorry I pulled that one out John, for a second Jake? no no John 
Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. Jacob doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Caleb met halfway on that one. You're welcome. Um, thank you guys for participating. Mike, as soon as we post this, I'll be in touch with you about getting you your delicious, crisp, cold Dale's Pale Ale six-pack just for you, as long as we have it locally. Yeah. If not, I'll get you something else. I'll get you some Miller High Life or something, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been awesome. <laughs> For Caleb Monroe, Ryan Bork, Kevin Johnson, this is a lot of fun. 1982's John Carpenter's The Thing. They're both owned. 1982, John Carpenter's The Thing. He owns 1982? He does. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Check us out on Aples and Bananas Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean where we post all this stuff. You can check us out. Leave Everywhere. Us a, leave us a nice review if you Facebook, can. It always helps Instagram. people get the show. We are on Facebook and Instagram, Hard and Helps Podcast. We should have put this at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> We're supposed to, but I, <laughs> I forgot my notes because I was like, I know everything about this movie. I don't need notes. But I forgot to bring my notes about the podcast. So TikTok's coming next. So, oh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> okay. That won't be interesting. <laughs> no, we'll, be we'll get no follows. We'll have no posts. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. We'll look forward to the next episode. We are the Hard Humps Podcast. Thank you for listening. Fucking titties.